Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, June 24, 2015. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Big night tonight. Uh, we have Kara Pottis in the house from Kiwi Wines and Spirits. How's it going, Kara? It's going well. Good. We're going to have a chance to chat with her and taste some beers. That's right up our alley, yeah. Nirvana. That's awesome, man. How's your week been? Been okay. We yeah. were off last week. We were off last week. Yeah. Yeah, because kids graduated from school. Yeah, my son graduated. I sat in the sun for Fucking ever! Oh, third kid graduated. That's Mine. it, man. Well, that makes you old, right? Thanks. <laughs> it also makes you free. <laughs> well, he's going to college. Free-ish. Uh, free-ish, yes, yes, yes. But uh, it was. I, take the good with the bad. I tell you, they had 847-odd kids oh. uh, graduate. Yeah. He was the second to get his <laughs> diploma. <laughs> uh, you know me, I'm thinking, I could probably leave now. <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to see him after. Yeah, well, so. Uh, no, 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 no. You know, they're all getting really strict on those. High Just don't go, you have to walk through a little. Yeah, then they'll, they'll be Popo was standing there at the gate. I mean, What, they didn't have a wand or nothing? No, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, his grandfather was there. And, you know, I mean, come on, I got to. You gotta look respectable. Uh, respectable. <laughs> it was Wednesday For one night. One more day. It was Wednesday night. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I should be drinking beers, right? <laughs> but it was all good. It was a good time, man. And uh, you had some in the in the school year things you had to attend too, huh? Yeah, my wife and my daughter thought it would be a really good idea to have. Uh, oh, that's right. The entire class over for a pool party. Uh huh. So you know that scene in Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's, the, it's the caddy pool day. It's like for 15 minutes they're allowed to be in the pool, and all the caddies are in the pool all at once, and uh, that's what it looked like. No, there weren't any naked women, unfortunately, uh, but there was a bajillion. There was at least at one point I counted. There was at least 40 kids in that pool. Was, it, was, there, that big of a pool. was there a Snickers bar floating around? No, that was the joke. I, I told my wife. Drop a little. We had Twix bars for the kids. Uh-huh. We drop a Twix bar in there. That pool will clear out. <laughs> no. 
So other than that, it went okay. It's, uh, it was, and they were they were ready to stay forever too. You could tell they weren't going anywhere. So well, you know, you got to kind of run the show, man. Free food, free pool. But it was okay. It went okay. That's good. That's good. I was worn out though. That's for sure. Uh, I can imagine you were. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let's take our quick break and get to our guests. What do you say? Sounds good. You are listening to Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network. And this one here is from Fat Reggae Dub Status. This is called Back to the Pad. Back after this. Class, I just smoked some gas. Holy shit, I graduated. How the fuck did I pass? Cause time shoots by like a star in the sky. And with this mic in my hand, yeah, that's how I'm passing by. You're hearing this because you found out that I write a story about my life simply one at a time. So now it's back to the pad again. Smoke out with my dad again. Someone hit up more cause I need myself a Heineken. Got a pack of bull, can't give it up. It lent with no reason to be pet because this is a godsend. Back to smoking buns are hard. Cough, check my card. Questions about my life, will my music. It takes me far Because there's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So now bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd Standing up tall in this life that I'm living Thrown into a pond and now I'm the fish that's swimming In a fucking abyss Cause you're taking away from every person that I'm missing And you're thrown into a situation Surrounded by Christians who are telling me the road to take Make no mistake, I've got to make my grand escape To find the truth, no person can tell me what to do Cause I'm telling you how the fuck it is Cause this Christian religion, church affiliation All of these are nothing that I'm used to I put my open mind and this is like a weapon that I can use There's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd
I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. At 7, I shower. Every day I wake up at 5... For those caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You are listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall, and you're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to Swoops on the Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, we're happy to have as our guest today, Kara Pottist. How you doing, Kara? I'm doing wonderful. From Kiwi Wines and Spirits. Let's, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and, and how you got started in the, uh, the wines and spirits business. I started, and I'm actually from Illinois, from um, central Illinois, and then went up to uh, Champaign, also in central Illinois, and um, worked at three different wineries in, in Illinois. And so I started with distribution there, and then came out to Southern California, wanted to come out to California, get a little more in-depth in the wine industry where it's bigger in the States, and um, got on with Kiwi Wines and Spirits as their distribution um, sales rep for Long Beach. Nice. I read somewhere you're a small yay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been studying for that for a while through, um, um, went through the Court of Masters sommelier and program here and uh, just passed in December. Cool. Pretty excited about that, yeah. Absolutely. Learned a lot. <laughs> so tell us about Kiwi Wines and Spirits. I, I, if memory serves me correctly, it's a, a small family-owned uh, It is. Company. It is. Yeah, yeah. All the, the owners live in Long Beach. They're both from New Zealand. Um, Kiwi. They're both Kiwis. Yeah. And um, so it kind of started off as a New Zealand-based uh, boutique wine importer and distributor. Mm-hmm. And they started adding on to their book, and they have a lot of um, really good um, quality craft boutique products, so a lot of wines from uh, France, Italy, they have some domestic, um, some from California, and then great line of beer that we're going to try tonight from Italy. Did she just say we're going to try some beers? Hey, ring that bell. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Well, we've already finished the first one. So. First one. Yeah. Tell us about the beers. Uh, the, this is the Colesi beer. And they're, they're, um, they're Italian? Yeah, they're from um, the Marque region, uh, specifically in Apecchio, uh, which is uh, like it means the city of beer in Italy. It's like they're kind of their beer capital of Italy. And the Marque region, which is a kind of a subregion of Italy, um, yeah, they're absolutely amazing. We started off with the Bionda, which means blonde uh-huh. in Italian, so it's kind of their lighter style blonde ale, but still really rich and kind of like kind of hints of banana and. Um, Kind of reminds me of like a wheat beer, but with a lot more like fruit forward ale characteristics. Later, Peter, you tasted it. Tell us uh, what were your thoughts I'm on it. I'm loving this. This is good. And uh, for those people who are uh, Belgian fans, I think they'll probably enjoy this a lot. 
T-Bone over there, he's not usually, he doesn't usually go for that. Usually, <laughs> he usually describes that as Band-Aid, or what's your term? Band-Aid flavor? Banana. Banana Band-Aids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you like that style, and I do, uh, it's a good beer. And uh, I am, if, if you had given me this blind, like not told me anything about it, there's no way in the world I would have said this is an Italian beer. Because, I, I mean, I think for most people, Italian beers are not... They're not no. They're not held in the highest regard all the think, times. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, their wines are great, but you know, uh, this is a really excellent beer. It's yeah. an excellent product. Uh, I hope they do well. I hope they find a market here because, uh, and <clears throat> as we talked about earlier before before we even started the show, they the packaging is gorgeous. They mm-hmm. do the cool little bottles that look like mini champagne bottles, and is there a term for that? Has a term for that in there? Those, that's shape of bottle or something like that. Uh, if there is, I don't recall. I Anyhow. Yep. Cool. They do a good job. Each one has a different color mm-hmm. label, you know, and, and then the top matches. It's very smartly done, yeah. and I would have never, you know, like I would have actually out of hand probably just ignored these just because you would have thought they're Italian. Wine at first. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I probably would have thought they were wine. And if I realized they were beer, I was like, yeah, Italian beer. Yeah. This is good. It's a good start. I'm liking this. We are off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of wanted to, they did that for a reason. They kind of wanted to treat it like, Wine in a way, mm-hmm. so they put them in champagne-shaped bottles because they um, undergo secondary fermentation in the bottle as champagne does. So that's why they're in these 500 milliliter bottles. Yeah, sounds good. Very good. And uh, that was the, that was the Beyondo we tasted. Yes. Okay. Next is Chiara. If you guys are ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we're, 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 we're Go ahead. Well, there's another. You can use one of those bottles over there. Oh. Mm. That's true. Right over his computer. We do this all the time. <laughs> Doesn't make him nervous I'm glad, I'm at glad all. You're, I'm glad you're very comfortable with it. <laughs> I was like, is it your computer? <laughs> My computer? <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, so this is the Chiara. Chiara, which means clear in, um, in Italian as well. But, or a lot of people think that I'm calling it my name when I call it the Chiara. A lot of people think I'm saying my name is Kira. Or, so a lot of people are like, oh, like your name? I'm like, no, but we can pretend that. <laughs> if you'll buy it, you can call it whatever you want. Exactly. I'm liking that too. So all the, this, they're all from the same brewery. Yes, all yes. Yeah, Mark Knopp is the is the brewmaster, mm-hmm. and they hired him because he's the best. And how did how did how did the Kiwi decide which ones to bring over? I think that this is all of their line. Uh-huh. I haven't I haven't seen anything else that they had, so I think we brought in their whole line because they're all very different. These are both lighter style, but I mean they're lighter in color, but they're definitely not light in taste. No, See, not at all. Really big. Some oak for sure. And they everything's organic in the. Um, and all their, like, what they use to make the beer, and everything's grown on the Kalesi family um, property. And, like, beer is 96% water, so it's important to have really good quality water, and this is from their site, too, and it's the best water. Whole Foods actually uses this, their water in their water, Ah. so. Now, Peter, you've been in Italy. Have you been in this region? I haven't. Sounds like I need to get there, because this is some good stuff. Where did you say this was again? In the Market region. So Apecchio is the city. It's like in the northwestern, as I refer to sometimes, like the left nut of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of there right. on the yeah, on the southern part <laughs> just, of, just told of, us of the west. A lot of information about herself right there. But um, <laughs> come along. 
I've never been up there. I've never been up to the left nut. Um, I, so I, I've, I've, no, I've been on the coast kind of parallel to that, but I've never been up there. So that's... Okay. Have, you, have you been there? Have you have, got a chance to see this no, in action? No, I have not, but... That sounds like it'd be fun. If you're listening, listening Mark Knopf, it might be over. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for you daily, what, what does your job actually consist of on a daily basis? You get to go out and do a lot of tastings? and uh, Yeah, yeah. Majority of our book is wine. We, uh, we focus on, uh, we have more wine and a few spirits. And um, so I go around, bring wine, bring beer, taste it with uh, wine bars, restaurant owners, retail locations, and then I try to set up as many events as possible. So in the evening, I usually try to, I usually have events like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday, like at the different locations that sell my products, mm-hmm. doing either winemaker dinners or um, just like letting customers taste or staff trainings, just to, it's the fun part of the job, I think. If you For couldn't sure, get a job yeah. riding a bike, you can, uh, uh, say, yeah. <laughs> there you go, right there, yeah, man. man. <laughs> you can ride a bike and drink Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how many local restaurants are carrying this? We, I know we had a little brief conversation of this. Is there anybody currently in the area carrying this line? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, La Opera had Chiara, the Chiara, and the one we're drinking now. I'm not sure if they still have it in right now, but if um, uh, people to buy retail, um, Stern's Liquor on Stern's in Long Beach, and also Big Speed Liquor. They carry all six of these. Nice. Very good. We, we, we know those places well. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just, oh, the one we just tasted was the Kiara. I'm trying, yeah, to find yeah. I'm trying to find another thing here. Nice. And so we're going from uh, light to dark. Mm-hmm. And, um, when, and when you set these up for, you can actually do, like, like we, you talk about, you do, you do your flights on Fridays and stuff like yeah. that. These are pre- pretty much designed to, 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 to drink that way. Huh? Yeah, and you could, you could do, like, the one I'm going to have us taste next. Um, I'm choosing, like, because technically the, the one we're going to taste second to last, it's lighter in color like these. Mm. But I think it has a lot more, like, um, like malt, tastes like, like a lot um a lot more intense flavors, and it is higher in alcohol. So sometimes I do higher alcohol last too. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the next one we'll do is the Ambrata, which is like an amber style. A M B R A T A. So it's unpasteurized Ambrata. amber beer, mm-hmm. naturally refermented in the bottle. That's what you were talking yeah, about. The yeah, the secondary yeah. fermentation that that they do in the bottle. Yeah, and that's why sometimes they're uh, they such a creamy consistent consistency to them. Uh, let's see what this is. Uh, I like. Peter usually reads these when we do our uh, when we do our tastings. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has he has the. Uh, these also like re, pop on. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's that. got that little thing in the little ring yeah. in the inside. Not there. that anybody here has ever <laughs> needed that. <laughs> but if, but yeah. there are some people that might need that. Hey, these are big bottles. These are almost as big as wine bottles. They're sort so. of mm-hmm. biggish bottles. For some people, <laughs> so the one we just had, the, the Kiara. What, I mean, if you're if you're pairing it with a, a type of food, what, what would you uh, what would you match it up with? Actually, on the bottleneck of it, they have uh, good food pairings with it. This is. I was looking at the little label. This is set up like a line. They're smart. They're doing. They've yeah. thought this all yeah, the Yeah, they way definitely out. treat it like wine. Like yeah. on each of the bottleneck things, they have they have all the food pairings with it. Um, like this is suggesting a salmon fillet. Capers, they give a whole menu. With yeah. Capers, granny with, with apple. Yeah, not just a whole oil. menu, but they actually give you the ingredients. ingredients I mean, they're telling you how to make salmon tartare to go with what they think 
yeah. uh, would be good for this. I think these guys have. Uh, Beyond uh, well, as our as our resident yeah. chef, uh, are they are they, they parenting correctly there, Peter? I think so. Yeah. So far, the, so the first one was the Beyonda, and they talked about uh, a lobster dish, um, and that would totally have gone. And this is the salmon tartare, and they talked about how to how to. They, they, like I said, not only do they give you the uh, you know the list of ingredients. They actually give you the recipe, like mm -hmm. how to actually, which is smart, and uh, I think this would would totally go with that. And we're we're going into the ambrata next, you said? Yes. Let's see, this is risotto. risotto. You have me at risotto, man. Baby I'm, spinach, I'm, butter squash. Like who wants it? Oh, uh, go ahead, man. You kill that one. I got. I think I finished the last one. <laughs> Any burritos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. That, that. One thing I haven't seen is, do they have the alcohol percentage? I didn't see that. Yes, they do. They have it on the bottom. On the bottom. What are we, what are we talking about? So the Chiara was 6. Okay. Um, the Ambrata we're going to have is 7.5. Okay. They all range. The highest is the second to last one. The last two are the highest. Okay. So that's very respectful. That's, uh, we like that. Mm -hmm. We like that. You get the thing? Uh, I got the thing. Re re you read the Ambrata. got the thing. Um... No, I don't have that. Oh, you don't have I that? I have the, the recipe. That's what recipe. I got. That's <laughs> what I just read it right here. I just read it. That's the one I just read. Unpasteurized amber beer? Yep. Yes. Warm and complex bouquet of cereals, hops, and dried fruit. Nice. Let's do this. Let's All do right. it. Combined with grilled red meat. Ready. Wait, no, that's not. You read the wrong one, man. You read the Pirelli. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. It's the Emperor. Right, it. right. It's the Emperor. Oh, yeah, oh, I love the a color. Week, a week off, and uh, there we go. Well, we're out of practice. That's yeah, similar to ours. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is, that's, well, that's one of your favorite colors. Yeah. Uh, when you talk yeah anytime about. we see a beer that color, it's, yeah, you're, it's you're always right. a good sign. It doesn't always turn out, but. Describe it for our audience, for the for the listening audience. The colors and everything. Oh, you're, you're yeah, well, that's I right? hadn't read this. I hadn't tasted it yet. Paint us a picture. Paint us a picture. Yeah, yeah. come on. Use I your know. words. It's amber colored, as it's talked about. It's got a nice, creamy head, and. Ooh, I like that. I like that. A little sweet for us because we drink so many IPAs, mm -hmm. but uh, that's good. And and I think they're spot on again. We talk about how this could go with the risotto, baby spinach, butternut squash, and amaretto. This would probably go really nice. I would even like to add because that sounds a uh, like a risotto that's a little on the sweet side. I'd like to add like cracked peppercorn to something like that yeah. to go with something like this. You said but, you are a chef. I was. I did that for 20-something oh, wow. years. So um, something a little – I would add something a little sharper than what they've got here uh, as far as flavor to to just kind of cut that – Sweetness. Just a little bit of yeah. sweetness, that, but not a bad not a bad way. Like it's a mm. good – that's a good beer. Uh, of the three you've had, this is the one I think I like best so far just because it's got a little more oomph. Mm -hmm. But uh, – Again, another quality. I just, I just would never in a million years have said this is Italian beer because yeah. it's just it's so surprising. Terry's over there quiet, quietly sitting back. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, 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 you know, we, we like we say we we enjoy doing all the beer tasting and stuff like that. And you actually get to go out and actually kind of set it up and, and, and help people. 
selected for their mm-hmm. for their business or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, do, yeah, and you mentioned this, uh, the restaurant that had it, and you said a couple of the uh, liquor stores have the full line. Oh. Uh, but do, do restaurants kind of pick and choose, or do they do they take the full line uh, usually, or how's not usually the full line? I t- um, when you. Oftentimes, people will take the triple malto, the second to last one we're going to taste. Mm. I feel like that one's one of the biggest sellers. That or the Beyondo, the first one we had, mm-hmm. just because it kind of has like a, a wheat um, kind of taste to it. But then um, it's also really full in flavor. Um, but then the Rosso, the next one we're going to taste, the Red Ale, mm-hmm. uh, that one, just because of the name of it, Rosso, like it, uh, people just kind of associate Italian foods with it. I, I don't know. That one's a good seller for me, too. But they're all really nice, and they're pretty like good price for their quality compared to other Italian import beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you if you go to Bixby Liquor, they actually have quite a few really good Italian beers, and at the and at Stern's location, both locations do. And I have to, are, I'm sorry, good go price, ahead. yeah. I have to admit, like Peter said, I, I I've had a few Italian beers and I, I really didn't like them. Uh, but these are really good. These mm-hmm. are really, really good. And, and Go in uh, there and ask uh, the owner's suggestion for some Italian yeah. beers because he has some really good stuff in there. Really? Yeah. Because I've been it's a few nice people. It's not just all Peroni. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I've had. That's what you always Peroni. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it came from somebody who highly recommended it. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I'll have something else next time. <laughs> <laughs> but these are really good. I, I, I haven't found one that I would turn, turn away yet. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. What's next on the agenda? The Rosa. Rosa. The Red Ale. So you're saying your region, you work primarily Long Beach for Kiwi? Yeah, yeah, mainly Long Beach, yeah. A little bit of Seal Beach. Might go into San Pedro a little bit. And more restaurants or? Uh, Mainly all on-premise. Like if I do the retail locations, they're typically retail locations that also sell, um, or, um, sell like have an open container, like they can sell okay. on-premise too, except for like privately owned retail shops like Stearns and Bixby Liquor, yeah. Right. A lot of wine bars mainly, since we're such a boutique. We have right. boutique wines, such like um, wines that you don't you don't really know. They're really small production. Um, that's something more that I do a lot of business with more wine bars because they're looking for that kind of boutique so. stuff that you can't find anywhere else. How's the response response been? Pretty pretty good for you when you go in these places and, and kind of like you said, you're fairly new and, and people. Yeah. And a lot of times people are kind of set in their ways, especially businesses. You know, this is what we have, this is what we sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few of them like to rotate new things through, but a lot of times you, you go to places and it's the same stuff over and over. So that's true. How, how you're getting a good reception, getting good uh, feedback and everything? Yeah, yeah. Especially um, the more events I do, the um, like, like once a month at a couple of accounts, I'll do wine tastings where they're all boutique wine tastings, and they'll feature them. And people, I get such a good response from that. And um, I feel like people in Long Beach are starting to be, like, more receptive to trying new wines and not just drinking what you see at Costco or where you can buy everywhere or you see on every wine menu. Because in I, LA, I feel like the people are more... And I think it's it's getting there in Long Beach. People are willing to try new new stuff. Peter stopped drinking at Annie Green Springs and uh, <laughs> he stepped the, stepped the, stepped up his game. Uh, <laughs> talk to us, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is another good one. Uh, this is uh, the, the what's it called? The Rosa. The Rosa. The Rosa. And Rosa. I like this. this I can't roll a, my R's like that. I wish I could. Ah, Rosa. Try it for a while. Or just drink a lot, and then it all comes naturally. 
Um, the, this is where I'm going to totally disagree on the uh, on the on the food thing though, because I just can't eat octopus. Is that uh, what the pairing is? I like octopus. Yeah, I know. I just and, and this might go. But that, that, you disagree? You just octopus. Not, is it, it's not a matter of that you don't like it. Does it, does it pair? Does no, it, no. Because octopus to me is just it's almost inedible. So. See that you're, you're missing the point here. No, no. There, I'm are, not there are people who enjoy it. They should not pair this beer with that. You've got to drink something that is going to wash that flavor completely away. And this beer is not big enough or strong. I actually love it. I actually love it. I love it. The last time I had it, I thought it was delicious and very edible. Very edible. I was. Yeah. Especially baby octopus. It's probably really tender. You know, something you know, infinite. I actually, we were in Hawaii once, and we we went at this fishing thing. It's a guy on it. One guy in a small boat, and. Myself and my wife at the time, and we went out there and we caught an he caught an octopus and we ate that thing right there in the boat. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is calling for baby Freshest octopus, ever. so maybe yeah. they're a lot more tender than the yes. adult octopus. It's all right, that, that was a baby octopus good. too. Yeah. But the other the other flavors that go, the other flavors that are there are uh, tomato, garlic, uh, olives. Like that's I get where they're going with this, and that totally works. I would just again I would only because I don't like octopus. I would say go with some. Else, you know, squid. Yeah, it's not a matter of what you like; is it doesn't Matt? pair well with it. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it has like a really nice um, this like is, cherry yeah, flavor it to it. It does. This too. is nice, and this will go with those other flavors. The, uh, you know, the olive, the garlic with something that tastes good other than octopus that doesn't taste good. You know, we, you've you've paired things with uh, with red meat, and, and we we know a few vegans, and they they say I can't have that beer because Peter says it's good, it's good with red meat. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really count the beans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Well, I, mean, uh, I didn't ask you to count it. Right? Some <laughs> stuff that we just really uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're listening to the Swoop Swirls on Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with uh, Kara Potts of uh, Kiwi Wanted Spirits. Going to take a quick break and come back and uh, continue some tasting. This is Michelle Mangione, and this is called Jolie. Back after this.
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look for a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics. Or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, y'all. We're the Black Whiskey Union. My name's Britt. I'm Jim. Wessie. And you're listening to Swoop's World. It's one of our favorite radio stations, so keep listening, y'all. Whoopee. Here we are, back again, where we left Welcome back to Swoop's World. show ever! We are Carapetis, Potis, Carapotis of Kiwi Wines and Spirits, and uh, we've uh, we've tasted uh, three. What are the three we've had already? The Kiara. Uh, Bianca and, uh, and Rose, Rose and the Ambrata and the Rosa. Oh, oh the Rosa. Four, four. four down. He's had so much he's already forgotten how many we've had. Yeah. I just don't count well. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, next on the agenda? The next one is the purple labeled uh, triple malto. Triplo malto. Triplo malto. So this is exactly as it sounds. A lot more malty, um, like light in color, but really full of flavor. Like um, it is the highest in alcohol. I believe this one is nine. Nine. Right you guys are going to like this one. We are going to like that. <laughs> mm. Wow, it's really light in color. I know. And so I can read because people tune in at different times. The brand name of the beers is Kalesi, right? Kalesi, yes. Kalesi. Kalesi. Out of Apecchio in the Marque region, hmm. which is where? Yeah. Left Knot of Italy. <laughs> Southern re- Left Knot. <laughs> that is good. That is very good. Yeah, very good. Because people refer to it as the boot, but that's near the bottom. It doesn't look like a boot at the top. <laughs> exactly as I said. <laughs> T-Bone, you've been... See, uh, argument means that the bottom doesn't look like a boot either. Kind of. Kind of. More so well, than but not the, the rest of it, like hopefully. Like, yeah, you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T-Bone, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of hidden over there, but uh, your thoughts on this one, man. Wow. Uh, I, these are all just throwing me for a loop. I, I have no frame of reference <laughs> on these, and I, it's, it's great because I don't have some, some idea ahead of time what I should should be thinking about these. That being said, we're pounding them down at a beautiful pace. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we gotta get them all done. <laughs> I like this the best so far. Oh really? Yeah. I was gonna say, is this the one I like the least so far? And I'm with I'm with Timo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think just, this, this is a bit too sweet for me. Uh, sweet. Where the other ones were, um, the the first two, the Bionda and the Kiara, had kind of a similar color. Um, it had more, less sweetness, more sharpness, right? This one for me is almost, this is almost reaches, we talk about dessert beer. This is almost dessert beer. For See, me. I'm not getting that. The Bionda, I thought, had more, like we like we said, uh, had more of a Belgian feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't have that. Man, I don't get the sweetness you get out of it. I know. I could skip dessert altogether and, and finish my night. With this but one. you always skip dessert. I always <laughs> skip dessert. This, this is what I would skip dessert Are you before. saying you're skipping whiskey? <laughs> no, I got the whiskey after I have this. It's just like normal. Uh, <laughs> normal in our circles. <laughs> that circle's pretty But it's very too. good. It's so, for me, it's the one I like the least. But it's still a very, very palatable beer. Very nice. Uh, what are they suggesting? Uh, uh, the, the, well, this one is. They're suggesting it go with dessert. Chocolate salami is what they're calling chocolate it. Chocolate salami. That, it's, uh, it's basically you take a cookie, um, like an Italian type of cookie, right? Not, not American type of cookie. And <laughs> you take uh, egg yolks, sugar, butter, cocoa powder, mix it all together, Put the cookie in the middle um, and freeze the whole thing. And that's yeah, what you should really be serving. Into but, dessert. I know. But that's it also says it goes with pasta, grilled, and roasted meat. Yes, yeah, I don't have that. Fish. All I have is the, the recipe that they give you. So the recipe they give you, though, would seem to indicate that this is their dessert beer. Yeah, so you want me, you want me to read the Just, description? I'll read the description. No, no, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I believe you. But it says uh, <laughs> uh, this, is the tri- this is the triplo malto, right? Yeah. Uh, it yes. means uh, malt triple, and the quality of malt used for brewing the beer is three times the regular amount. More malt means uh, blackberry starches uh, that can be converted into sugars, then into alcohol. Ale beer with aromas of fresh yeast, vanilla, bread crust, and honey. The taste is intense and complex. Malt, citrus, and tropical fruit, pineapple, and apricot. Food pairings. Pasta with tasty sauces, grilled or roasted meat, and fish. I see it right out of one of <laughs> which is perfect. Yes, the soup's real mud. But it is tasty. I mean, I do like it. It's just, to me, it's sweet. It finishes sweet. So, uh, and you know how I feel about sweet beers. <laughs> <laughs> my this is good. Again, another quality brew. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So what's uh, let me? I'm going to pull the pa- I'm going to pull up next. Uh, what will we be tasting next? I can yeah. let you know too. Next on the list is the Nara, which is uh, black. So black beer. They're kind of like their like version of our stout. Oh. So black beer. Now, do you uh, do you uh, you know we, we were talking about the food pairings and stuff like that. Now, when you when you get home after a day of tasting, do you say oh, I'm going to make something and cook something up and Use one of the one of the products here. There's often times at the, the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, afterwards, yeah, no problem. But there's often times at the end of the day that I'm already pretty toasted, or usually, actually, I'll I'll eat out at one of my accounts at the end of the night. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then I'll just go home and pass out. And wake up in the morning. So um, yeah, sometimes whenever Do friends are visiting and we're at my place, I'll try to like 
make something that goes with one of our wines. Yeah. yeah what sure. type of spirits do you carry? It's, you know, Kiwi wines and spirits. What type of spirits do you carry? Yeah, uh, we carry uh, a Snova vodka. It's a really nice vodka. Um, I think it got... Sounds like we're going to have to have her on. Whoa, did I, did, yeah. I, did I see moonshine, moonshine on the list? An entirely different we show. Do. Well, yeah. We do. No, not moonshine. Well, we have a... Oh, we had an absinthe, but we just got rid of that. What else do we have? Uh, a Whistling Andy um, white whiskey. Now you have it listed on the thing as moonshine. Yeah, yeah, Whistling it is. Andy moonshine, yeah. From Montana. Nice. Uh, um, and then... What else do we have? We went through our absinthe page for a while. Mm, it's too much work. Yeah. So Someone else will do the work. You got to put in yeah. all the part of the sugar mm. in the board. Yeah. yeah. It's a <laughs> oh, we have rock and roll tequila, which is in the shape of a guitar. So a good novelty gift for people. Different yeah, flavors. And coffee tequila. and mango and, and blanco. Right. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. yeah you can bring those and, and rock out in the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they have whiskey too, Peter. Yeah. Let's see what we have here. Uh, honey, pepper honey pepper whiskey. whiskey. I don't know about that. It, it's a little sweet, but it has a really nice like jalapeno burn in your throat. But it's it's perfect for um, one of the places I sold it to at Gallagher's. They would just do it with like soda water and a lime, mm-hmm. and that's all you needed because that had enough like honey sweetness to it. The soda water and lime kind of just made it perfect, like a lightly sweet drink, but with a good kind of like little burn tickle in your throat. Yeah, it's delicious. I could do right? that. Yeah. Yeah. The packaging's nice, a girl, and a good-bearing shirt. We do give extra points for <laughs> labels. A good label. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Ready for the yeah. black beer? Yes. So now you said the last one we had is the highest alcohol content? Or yes. this one here? I, it was the last one, because this one, this this is, one is eight. Like. This, this is the color that I really gravitate. gravitate the black beer? Yeah. Is your, is I'm a, I, I do a lot of stouts. I do a lot of the... Stouts and porters are good. Yeah. <laughs> this is impressive how much we've drank too because these are a lot bigger than regular sized beer bottles. Yeah, these there's are, like basically twelve of them. This is almost six <laughs> bottles of wine to be honest. Like probably it probably equates to like five bottles of wine size. Yeah. Of liquid. <laughs> well, this is a tasty beverage right here. I like this a lot. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, very nice. It's, uh, you know, it looks, it looks, it's got a really stout look to it, and it seems like it's going to be one of those real coach your tongue type mm-hmm. of beers, but it's not. I mean, it's it's not it's not really that. It's not as heavy as we, the stouts that we've tasted a lot, but it's got that same flavor. It's got that same I like punch. It. Yeah. This is a. Uh... I still think I like the, the Rosa best, yeah. but this yeah. is a close second. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and it does have a coffee kind of background the flavor there. Yeah, definitely. Really nice. And then they're having it. Here, here's our recipe. It's like a prime rib uh, with, I'm not going to try to say that word, uh, some sort of dressing. Oh, can't say that. Um, and they're talking about rib, uh, olive oil, garlic, rosemary. Um Sage, sea salt, black pepper, cloves. This would be tasty with one tablespoon of uh, anchovies to go with the whole sauce thing. Mm, I could see this going 
really nice to do something like that. You know, there's there are party. people there are people listening there are people listening now and going, you don't like octopus, but you like anchovies. <laughs> I like them both. I got I have no problem with either one. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe I just had an early bad experience that I never quite got over. But You're still uh, chewing that. Uh, oh my god, for days. <laughs> And then I was just hanging out, so I, I do Ken now, and I'm hanging out with those guys. And this is just like a couple weeks ago. After practice, the senseis, you know, they all hang out, and they all bring food, and they invited me to stay, and, and oh, yeah, they want me to taste everything. And I, I like pretty much everything, but at one point, I popped something in my mouth, and had this really cool, spicy, you know, soy sauce flavor, and then I started chewing it, and I realized, oh, my God. It's dried octopus. Uh, like, as if fresh octopus isn't bad enough. Once you dry it, you just, it was, it, oh, it took me 20 minutes to. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a heads up if you haven't already had it. When I was in Japan, um, one of the families I stay with, the mom always made these. They're like rice balls wrapped in seaweed. Oh, uh-huh. And, uh, and it's got a really good flavor to it when you take a couple bites. But in the center of it, it's got this sour plum. Oh, I like that. Do you really? Oh, oh my that. god. It's oh, that's most that. cool. Oh my. Octopus, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> that's our plum thing. I could do it out, but uh, <laughs> the if you're not ready for it, man. It, uh, yeah, it, 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 there's no heads up on those things. They just cuz it was like we were, we were going somewhere and and it's basically, you know, it's our lunch sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like Ooh, this is good in there. Whoa! It's really salty, too. Sour and salty. Yeah. Uh, and they think of that as sweet. Yeah, I got your sweet. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, this is a great beer. I think this is a great line of beers. Uh, good. I think they've done a great job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Props to Mark Knopf. Uh, are they getting... Are, how widespread uh, are they through, through through the states? Not just to here, but like... Cross country, do you have any idea? Are they uh, making headway? In uh, Vegas, we have some placement in Vegas, and here, for all I know, I'm not actually sure where else, but because um, our distribution company is just based in Southern California, so I'm not positive about where else they're at. In but Vegas, is it um, local markets or stuff, or is it on the strip and some certain uh, restaurants on, on the strip, or do you uh, have It's always something idea? I deal with, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but. Some it's your homework. Next time you come back, we want to know. What you <laughs> 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 well, by then, I'll have been been there, so maybe I'll. You'll be. You have. Well, have been to the left nut. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> I can visit that left nut. <laughs> Do an official taste. Uh, absolutely, man. That's what I, that's what it's all about. <laughs> you have to visit these regions so you can actually really come back, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to ask questions about this. No, that's very cool. That's, it, it sounds like you actually have a lot of fun every day, don't you? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so, yeah. It's yeah. usually different. I'm usually drinking with someone new every day. So nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always a good time. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Do we, uh, let's take a quick break and then come back and... Uh, Finish the rest of these yeah. little bits in the bottle. Exactly. Awesome. You're listening to the Swoops Road on the Talkstory Radio Network. This is uh, Steve Sost, and this is called Twitching. Back after this.
Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Sleep on. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This Daddy Dewdrop. Every Wednesday night. And welcome back to Swoops World. And a couple of quick things to take care of the bills. Peter, tell us a little, about, little bit about Lino Prince. Three for a loop, huh? No idea what you're talking about. You do know what I'm talking about. And you have a Peter Michael Art, right? So tell us a little bit. No, it's not. Come on, man. No, <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, well, good then. You can go ahead and talk about uh, Audible.com then. <laughs> Audible.com. Uh, if you go to Audible, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld uh, and go and check it out uh, and you sign up, your first download will be free. So if you do that, make sure you pick a really long book so you get something, get your money's worth. Uh, Audible, dot, uh, Audible has all kinds of 250,000 titles. All kinds of great books. Swoop's working on every single sniper book ever written. Many as I can get down, man. Um, so tons of great places, uh, great books to read, listen to that you can listen to while you're in the car, commuting, while you are uh, you know, working out at the gym or on the bike, as you and I often do, uh, or as I've been doing as I'm painting, repainting my kitchen. Uh, it's, you know, tedious tasks like that. Drown out your kids. Perfect, man. <laughs> uh, put those headphones on. Anyhow, audibletrial.com forward slash SoupsWorld. If you go that way and sign up, SoupsWorld will earn a few pennies. Help the show out. T-Bone, DraftKings, man. All right. So if you are into fantasy sports, but you're like that guy from the band who can't just commit to one thing at a time, <laughs> then you need to get on over to SoupsWorld.com slash DraftKings because it's fantasy sports, but it's fantasy sports on the daily and or weekly basis. So if you have a lot of fun and you draft a killer team, you're probably going to win that week. If you had a, too much fun and maybe too many drinks and draft a really crappy team, it's not like a regular fantasy league where you're screwed for an entire season. You get to dump that team and start again next week. And if you sign up from the Swoops World DraftKings uh, spot, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. It's not like your regular old-fashioned fantasy sports where you get some little uh, picture of a trophy. You can actually <laughs> win real live American dollars on this site. So get on over to 
foodsworld.com slash DraftKings. If you want to grow fresh organic produce anywhere in any small space to a large space, you name it, uh, in a simple, easy way for 10% of the water that, that it normally takes to grow anywhere else, grow 20 plants at a time, which like I do on my balcony, you can uh, check it out. Go to uh, the, the tab on the Swoops uh, homepage that says... Uh, Keith at GardenTower.com, or you can send an email to Keith at GardenTower.com, or you can just go to, not .com, .co, or you can just go to uh, GardenTower.co and learn more about it, and uh, check that out. We are here with our guest, Kara Potis of Kiwi Wines and Spirits. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Kara, tell people where, uh, you guys have a website and all those kind of things, what's your web, website address so people can find out more about the company and, and the selections? Uh, KiwiDistributing.com. I believe it's still under maybe KiwiWinesAndSpirits.com, either one. KiwiDistributing.com. KiwiDistributing.com. All right. Excellent. Okay. And, and, and if, if people go to, like, uh, their favorite liquor store or restaurant and they don't have it, what can they do? They can go get it at um, – well, they can find me, maybe, and I can get you some. Or um, you could go to – actually, uh, I forgot, ABC Fine Wine in uh, Belmont Shore, like Ride on Ocean and um, yeah. whatever. They have it. They have all the beer, too. Yeah. Me, too, actually, yeah. Um, they, they have it, or they used to, and they can always get it whenever you want. They People buy it by the case there. And then um, Stern's Liquor. Again on Stearns, and then Bixby Liquor on Atlantic Liquor. They both carry them all. If uh, you know, we tried to cover a lot tonight. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about that we haven't had a chance to uh, talk about? Mm. Actually, no. I think we covered most <laughs> all information about these beers. Yeah. Well, you can find them on Facebook at Kiwi Distributing. Uh, you know, Facebook.com forward slash Kiwi Distributing. Oh, right there. And you can also uh, follow them on Twitter. So uh, check them out. Uh, we, you know, we have tasted uh, uh, all of their beers, and uh, we'll give them all high marks. Uh, yeah, even the one I liked the least was still a very, very drinkable. The uh, uh, Triplo, Triplo, however you say Triplo that. Moto. Triplo Moto. But uh, they were all great. And uh, any, I would suggest, suggest any the, anybody who's really into like the the flavorful Belgians, not that like really thin, crappy Belgian flavor, but the really flavorful triples and all that. Uh, should check this out. This is probably beer that's right up your alley. Uh, this is really tasty, well done beer, uh, and it comes in a beautiful package. And again, full marks. They did a good job. Yeah, get Kara to come out and uh, show them to you. Give you a tasting. Yes. Right. Exactly. Be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> We're closing in on uh, Brewski's tasting. Oh my, you got to do some more beer tasting. <laughs> oh <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and come back and do that. You're listening to Swoops Royal and Talk Story Radio Network. Carrie Appel, and this is called Wish I'd Been There. Back after this. There's so much to say Now that you're grown tears sing you out on your own I remember a time when I was crazy and blind wish I'd been there for you you'd 
to our world today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. My name is Mary Scholes, and you're listening to Swoop's World. I'm sorry, baby, but I tried. Sorry for telling you those lies. Sorry for messing with your
It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Wow, happy Wednesday, and we're just going to continue with the festivities here, uh, drinking more and more beer. Oh, I got the old Periscope going here. And uh, I'm afraid I don't have, I wasn't able to... Get this uh, queued up, and there's nothing on this label, so I'll just be making. Well, you know, what? go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and look it up real quick. And okay. uh, T-Bone, man, uh, you uh, you know we were off last week, and uh, you weren't here when we first uh, started talking about how, how's your how's your week been, man? My week has been pretty good, dude. Um, you know, last last Wednesday we took the night off from the show. <laughs> Had some family things all around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This this weekend. That just passed. I, uh, the wife and I and a few of our friends went down to Del Mar. That almost rolled off his tongue. It did. It did. I almost did a double take. I don't try it. I don't try it. We, we went down to the fair down in Del Mar, and they had the San Diego International Beer Festival going on. Oh, nice. So we did the beer fest as well. Uh, Blaze, kind of, Blaze met us down there. Nice. What kind of... What kind of uh, uh, what kind of stuff did they have down there? Yeah, freaking everything. Uh, yeah? They, like, just all they, San Diego or like... Everywhere. Oh, cool. Uh, I think they said a couple hundred breweries. Wow. I mean, it was enormous. It, and it was very compact, too. It was more, at least twice as many breweries as the one up in Mammoth that I go to every August. Mm-hmm. And But it was in a smaller space where it wasn't like... There's, there's a tent over here that you go to, and then a tent over there, and a booth here and there. It was like, I mean, it was in, almost industrial. I mean, they had like the, <laughs> the big ass trucks, the big oh, trailers yeah. that had like a bunch of taps coming out of them, you know, um, where it was just you go to a table, and there were 15 taps at that table, and you just go, I want that one, and then that one, and then that one, and that one. So th- thankfully, they give you a smaller glass. Well, they don't give you a smaller glass, but they put the line much further down towards the bottom of the glass. <laughs> so the places where you go where they are pouring by the rules, you know, you get an ounce of beer. Right. And the places where you go where they just don't care, they're friendly. You get like five and a half ounces of beer. So how does this work? You pay like just like one fee to get in? Yeah, or? it was forty forty five bucks to get in. Oh my God. They, you know they lost money on you, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you they know lost, um, they lost money, but then I lost money too because I. I had to get a new phone this week because oh. <laughs> I just was having a great time, and I was like, man, I hate this phone, so I spiked it. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, so I got a new phone. You ready? Yeah, cool. I am red dead. Well, let's make this, uh, get the old Periscope going here. Okay. And, uh, so here's yeah. what uh, – so we're drinking uh, Knee Deep Brewing, which is definitely – a company we've a brewery we've had before. I know we had the we tasted officially the 138, which uh, I know got high marks. And I I can't remember the other one we tasted. I think it was Hopperillo. Uh And so anyhow, <clears throat> this is their Breaking Bud. You know you'll get that right. Breaking yeah. Bad, Breaking Bud. I don't get it. Um, old school <laughs> meets new school in this fresh approach to the classic IPA at 50 IBUs. It's kind of on the low side, and 6.7 percent alcohol. Breaking Bud features the restrained bitterness and alcohol of a classic IPA with newer tropical fruit hop flavors and aromas of mosaic. Also in the hop mix are Simcoe and CTZ, 
creating layers of mango, passion fruit, pine, and dank. A malt bill with a pinch of crystal malt and a hefty dose of flaked wheat keeps the beer crisp while adding flavor complexity. Cheers to the past, present, and future. So that's what they have to say about their own brew. And uh, now we will officially... You want to know what it. you're talking about. We're talking about the beer we're tasting tonight. About the beer. Breaking Bud. By Knee Deep Brewing Knee Company. Deep. I got to tell you, man, this smells great. Yeah. I mean, really tasty smell. So anyhow, salute, guys. Salute. Woo. Boom, boom, boom. T-Bone, I think you're up first. Well, this has an aroma that is almost impossible to follow up on. Um. But the it it doesn't actually. I, I was really expecting the beer to fall flat after just the amount of the after like the intenseness of this this beer's bouquet to sound douchey. <laughs> um, this is actually for for what they put on paper for saying that this is a 50 IBU beer. Um, I thought it, they were in trouble it, already. It, oh, it it uh, it's really. I'm a little bit stunned. I'm, yeah. I'm really digging this. How do we do that? I'm not sure. He lost us, I think man. he used the wrong pronoun. <laughs> it's not a wee phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, we're back. We're back on we're it. Back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this, this knee-deep uh, breaking bud, it's... I feel like the name is a little bit of a misnomer, too. But mm-hmm. it's, it's really... This is a good beer. It yeah. is a good beer. I'm digging it. Here you go, man. Uh, Peter, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, I have uh, where I get my brews. Uh, I have actually seen this beer, and just the label has turned me off. I, I, I will be honest. I was sort of like, I just, and I've had other, I, I've had other beer from this brewery that I really like, and I, I just strayed away from it, and. Uh, I've been missing out. This is some badass beer. This is really, really good. And, and as T-Bone said, 50 IBUs is nothing, man. We drink IPAs on here that are 100 plus that don't have the same sort of dank and, and yeah. oomph hop-wise that this has got. This, whatever they've done, they did it right. This is a if – you're, if you're a hophead uh, and you like a danky beer, uh, this is – Right up your alley. Really, really good beer. You know, I, I actually like the label. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Breaking Bud is a good name for this. Cause <laughs> it is, yeah. It, uh, and it fits the bill. <laughs> it, it, like you said, it, it's real danky. It's got, a, it's got a nice big punch, man, of a flavor. And uh, as a, what did you say? Douchey bouquet? <laughs> you get that, too. So, uh, hey. They did a good job, and like you said, we've we've had a lot of this stuff from Knee Deep. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything we really have said we didn't like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, some more than others, but I don't think we've had anything that was bad. And it's, I remember, like I said, uh, the one thirty eight. I still will pick up and drink. um, And there's another one, the Hopperillo, I believe, (laughs) that is uh, I I occasionally pick up. But uh, this is uh, for Knee Deep. This is going to move to the front for me. Next time I'm, I'm, you know, looking for that flight of beers, this is one that uh, is going to show up for sure. Uh, a really tasty beer. T-Bone on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best. Uh, gosh, this is a tricky one because, again, I, I mean, 
we drink, you know, generally speaking, we drink IPAs here every night. I mean, every week. And we started the night off with anything but. <laughs> yeah. So, um, even without having to really compare it to the other IPA we normally drink, I'm going eight and a half. Eight and a half. Peter? Uh, I'm a solid eight. Okay. And I'm an eight and a half. Also, which is, gives me two eight and a halves this month, I believe. So, uh, real good. What are we eating with this, brother? Um, this one is just, this is, I, this is, we've said this before, this is a beer I think you could drink <clears throat> all day. Not, not all day, but all night. Anyway. Yeah. You know, um, it's a, it, it is so flavorful, but balanced. I think it's a, it could be a standalone. Uh, if you're going to pair it up with food, it's got enough oomph in it. You're going to, you're going to need to put something on, uh, to kind of pair it up big. So, um... Prime rib, um, you know, something zingy, mm-hmm. not necessarily spicy, but zingy, a lot, like a lot of sharp, garlicky uh, type of flavors. This will probably hold up nicely, too. Um, something big. This is a big flavor. Uh, like that, that uh, the one we just, what's the, uh, what's the company? Colise? Yeah. You know, they had that last thing was the prime rib with the whatever dressing. That'll work, you know, and that had three garlic, garlic cloves, two rosemary sprigs, two chime sprigs, two sprigs of sage, black pepper, something like that. Yeah. Anchovies, like that's, this beer could do the same thing that beer did. Um, so it needs those big flavors. Nice. Uh, this one scored, what, at 8.33333333? Uh, yes, yes it did. And uh, good times, man. So that was the Knee Deep Brewing uh, Breaking Bud, and uh, check that out. Done good. Done good again for uh, for us here on uh, Soup's Row. Let's see. Another edition of Brewski, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brewski, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Beer Month Club. Get yourself a box of beer each month from four different breweries, three beers apiece. Bada bing. <laughs> We're about 10 minutes away from our good friend Anthony Davis. We'll be chatting with him in just a bit. We want to thank Kara Pottis for joining us tonight uh, and bringing us a bunch of beers to taste, and that's always a good time. And anytime somebody brings us beers, they're always welcome yeah, back. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You, uh, you were at the, uh, what you said, the uh, Del Mar thing? I mm-hmm. believe our good friend Normandy Wilson was performing down there over the last weekend. Oh, so, really? Yeah, she was there under... Uh, I think she was with a, a group, but uh, I'm pretty sure I saw her post something, and she was there at the in the green room getting ready to go on stage. So, okay, yeah, you know, it's it's I have never actually been to one of the concerts down there at the Del Mar. Yeah, I'm sorry, the San Diego County Fair. It's the Del Mar Fair. <laughs> I don't I don't want to call it by the new name. I didn't know I didn't know the name had changed. <laughs> yeah, they they, they they tried to change the name probably shortly after they turned Jack Murphy into Qualcomm. You know. Trying to modernize all these things, because Orange County had a county fair and L.A. County had a county fair, so San Diego decided they needed a, an official county, county fair, fair too. It's like all the all the kids from the county go to the fair in Del Mar. So I don't know. I never went to the concerts though. I always went to you know the livestock auction. Yeah, because that's what I was never in 4-H <laughs> or FFA, but. A FFA, lot of the, a lot of the kids in my high school. Makes me a little nervous when I hear that. Yeah. So, I, I would always, you know, if I went to the fair, I would pop by the livestock auction because chances were were that if I was there for more than five minutes, there'd be a Fallbrook kid who had an animal up for auction. So, like, hey, I. It's required, isn't it? 
Um, <laughs> you're, in for Fall, you're from Fallbrook? I, it was fun. I was trying to explain it to Ashley and our other friends that we went with. Like, the livestock auction at Del Mar, it's, it's like half the kids are from Fallbrook and Valley Center, and the other half in the entire auction are from the whole rest of the county. So it's like, you know, just a little more room to raise cattle and stuff on certain high school campuses as opposed to others. That's true. So, <laughs> the fair was fun. Well, that's cool. That's good times, man. Especially when you get to drink a lot of beer. And yeah. You, and when you, re, when you come back and you say, I took my wife to the fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got a whole lot of firsts coming up this, uh, this year. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took my wife to the fair, took my wife to the Charger game, took my wife... Yeah, so you got a whole lot of firsts this year. Good times. Oh, I don't know about that Charger game. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, probably those. I heard her say she's going to pretend she's enjoying that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to lock in. She fucking promised. They promised it exactly, man. In, in front of crowd, <laughs> two hundred people. <laughs> you got witnesses there, man. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to Swoop Show on the Talk Star Radio Network. This is Mary Shoals. And uh, actually, I, well, 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 I, 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 uh, this is the Chris Anderson Group. This is called Indecision, and we'll be back after this. Like I'm 
Over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. This is Carrie Wade, and you're listening to Snoop's World. Is it a constant spin? I ask as I begin to once again feel unsettled in my skin. And welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, it's about time to give our good friend, our colleague, Anthony Davis, a call. So let's get this all dialed in. You got your, uh, you got your ears here, brother? We want to welcome our good friend and colleague, Anthony Davis. He was a five-time national champion over USC, two-time All-American, part of the greatest era of sports over at that campus. Back to the show. How's it going, A.D.? Doing okay. How are you tonight? Doing great, man. It's always a, always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and uh, find out what's happening in the world of sports. And, uh, and you know, you're the expert on this shit, so we, uh, we bow to you, man. <laughs> hey, let's just let's jump into it, man. Uh, we were off last week, so uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about the NBA championships. We you we all discussed that uh, prior to that. Uh, you know, LeBron tried to carry the team, and uh, you know the the Golden State actually uh, pulled it out. What were your thoughts on that, man? Well, Golden State was uh, was more athletic, of course, and they had they had a deeper bench. And you know, he just had some key injuries. I mean, you just can't, you know, I don't care how good you are, you just can't carry a team through a series like that. Those kind of injuries. And then also too, you know, with all the rumors about who's controlling the team and LeBron and he's coaching, he's doing this, he's waving off everyone. But uh, but overall, you know, I always felt the Golden State would come through. I mean. It was, Anything can happen in championship play, but the main the main thing is I felt the Golden State had deeper bench and they prevailed. 
They did. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting uh, to, to to watch the series and 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 watch you know watch the play and and see guys uh, step up who you know uh, guys you know have a great game and, and then somebody will have to step up to to help somebody who's struggling. Uh, but the the thing that really uh, I found interesting at, after the after that series, uh, you know, you had the, a first year coach takes his team to. Uh, Champion, you know, to the championship. Uh, he dealt with injuries all season long, and, and they, they struggled in the beginning. He got them there, and, and there's talk about uh, talk about um, Cleveland replacing the coach. Uh, you know, I guess he doesn't get along, or you know, uh, LeBron doesn't really get along with them. Uh, you know, this guy feels disrespected at times. But uh, you know, I don't know how true all this is. Uh, I've heard rumors and whatnot, but uh, it's I always find it interesting when you talk about getting rid of a coach. Uh, after after a taking year, yeah, after a year as and, a rook and taking a bad part, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, first of all, listen, you know, uh, you don't you don't get look. He earned the right to be there. I don't care how you feel about him, how you think of him, whatever it was between him and LeBron, they went to the finals, and with a little bit of, of a break here and there, they could have been right there. So I mean, he's earned the way of being the coach next year. Now, this stuff about LeBron, I don't like to hear I don't like hearing that being a former professional and collegiate guy, hearing how if you have issues with your coach, you know, what you need to do if that is the truth, you go sit down with ownership and management and say, Hey, we need to have a round table. It shouldn't be aired in public the way it is because of that. And so therefore you set a you set a tone where you know, you're dealing with LeBron, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's a separate standard for him and other ones, you know, or mistreated the other way. This is a team, you know. you got to treat it as a team, and the individual, being an individual is fine, but you got to remember, you know, that uh, you can't be – other players can't be subservient to one guy, even though you might have the better guy and the best guy in, in the world in basketball. But you set a bad tone when, when you had, if you do show disrespect for your coach, regardless of how you feel, he's got to play through it. One of the interesting things I heard, uh, I was listening to, uh, the, as, as Stephen likes to call him, the self-proclaimed worldwide leader in sports, uh, one of the shows they were talking about it, and they were saying that um, even though he has this relationship with his coach, they don't think LeBron wants this coach to leave because – because of this relationship, uh, it's things he couldn't get away with in Miami. It's things he couldn't get away with last time he was with Cleveland. Um, you know, uh, and and uh, you know, because a lot of these coaches just won't put up with a lot of a lot of that stuff. Uh, even if you are the best in the world at, at the time, they you know they, they they do bend and they do give and you do get a lot of leeway. Uh, but uh, apparently, this guy, uh, you know, on, on these reports. It's almost like he's, you know, he'll he'll call a play and and, uh, and uh, they'll go out there and, and LeBron will just wave it off and he'll want a timeout and uh, you know LeBron runs the show there. Um, so like you said, you know, being a former professional athlete and you got a coach and a player's a situation. I know basketball is different than a lot of other sports, but uh, you know, it's it's got to be it's got to be difficult for the other players, like you said. You see, you still can't do that. You can't wave it off. You can't do that at all. I mean, you got to see, you know, when he was down in Miami with Raleigh, you saw who runs the show down there. I mean, the stars for men, you can't be a player and try to be management, too. You see, because the coach is management. See, so you, you know, he's playing two, he's, he's wearing two jackets. When he was down in Miami, he knew he was stepping into a legendary coach who had five NBA titles with, uh, with the Lakers, and he had, you know, he had one with Dwayne before he got there. So he already, he already had his, 
his pedigree set. So he was walking to a situation where Roddy wasn't putting on put up with that. And so, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but see, we don't really know the true facts about how it really was in Cleveland. But if it was like that, you can't set a standard like that. Well, because, and I don't because, think that the situation in Miami was really as I mean, Pat Riley, he 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 drew water. He didn't need to worry about LeBron, you know, saying anything to him. But Spolstra didn't draw the same water that Pat Riley did. And I don't think that that actual coach of Miami had had much more say than than this fellow over in Cleveland this season had. But I think, well, I, think, got, I, think, I think in his you, got, saying, you, you, had, you had Riley back in his play, though. Yeah. But see, you got to remember, Spolcher and Riley was like two legs working, work, working together, too. You see, because, if, because if, if he didn't like what was going on, he went straight to Pat, and Pat straightened it out. Well, the way everything was set up in Cleveland, the way LeBron left him with the Miami, the way the owner talked about, about, about Miami, and then he was gracious that LeBron came back. The whole thing was set up where, hey, LeBron, the king, is coming back. You know, the owner stepped on his feet by talking about him. So it was a situation where he came back and was basically in control, if that's the truth. So he, he superseded talking about the owner. The owner, if you got out of line, I'm telling you to get right. The coach, if you're out of line, I'm telling you to get right. And the bottom line is, I mean, you know, he's iconic in Cleveland. So it, I do agree totally. When he went back to Cleveland, he created revenue. He created interest again. And, you know, and he... Just for this face, he's an iconic person who generated dollars and interest again coming back to Cleveland. But, but still, a lot of revenue from all those people that had to buy, buy New Jersey. <laughs> they burned the old one. Well, right. you know what? I, I did hear today that uh, Love has opted out of his uh, out, of, out, of, out of his last year. So, you know, there are going to be changes, uh, and, and it makes you wonder why. Why would a guy, uh, you know, do that if he if he's if he's kind of that? You know, I know it's, it's a business, and there's money on the table. And he's got, you know, he can he could he could put the feelers out and see where where he lands, and make a whole lot more money probably. But uh, well, that's know. true too. But we don't know how love is thinking. The love can be saying, you know, some I really want to be in an environment like that where you can have one player dictate what goes on, and you know, that could be affect that could affect his his opting out as well. I don't want to be around that dysfunctionality if it is that kind of dysfunctionality. I want to go to a fresh place and do it. Maybe I might not get back to the final. But do I want to be frustrated and go through a year of all this, all the distractions and this dysfunctionality within the organization? Right. So I mean, you know, you, you you're trying to you're playing devil's advocate, trying to be and get in his brain and wrap you get your head wrapped around everything. But the bottom line is, I mean, if I'm a player, I would I would think hard because uh, you don't need those kind of distractions. I mean, period. I mean, if you dislike the guy, don't like what he's doing, you need to go to management and talk it out. But but don't display it publicly. Don't let reporters talk about it. How you know? There's one guy from ESPN stated that, "Hey man, this guy's this. He just he disrespected the coach. You know, he waved stuff off. Everybody saw it. I mean, you can't do that. I don't care who you are." Um, still on the still on the NBA. Uh, there's an article in the ESPN today titled "Should NCAA Serve as NBA's Minor League?" And I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a little bit of this article, and I want to get your thoughts on it because uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, had some statements in there, and you know sometimes a guy he just he, he's got a, a lot of clarity uh, at, at times. So, but it basically says the vast majority of NBA players prepare for life as a professional during their time in the NCAA. Uh, the basketball approach is far cheaper than baseball's minor league system. In fact, it doesn't cost the NBA a penny. The problem, according to uh, Mark Cuban, is that we're getting what we pay for. He says. Uh, 
In the wake of this year's March Madness, he called the physical slowdown, low-scoring style prevalent in the college game uglier than ugly, adding that it harms the NBA because prospects enter the league not knowing how to play a full game of basketball. He, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of mentioned this, uh, this type of stuff before, uh, you know, and apparently, and, he, and he's uh, made some statements about what's going on in NCAA uh, before. And then actually, they had it, they changed they changed one of the rules as far as the uh, the, the it used to be a 35 second clock to change it to a 30 second clock. Cuban says that's a step in the right direction, but it really doesn't change all that much. Um, he says I actually think. Um, because you're, well, he's basically what he's, what his 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 thought process is, they should use the uh, the 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 NBA's D league as a as like a minor league uh, thing, like the baseball uses their minor league, um, because he says these guys aren't, you know, that that they're just it's a one year transition period between high school and college, and they're when he says, and then according to him, they're not the NBA is not getting what they what they should be out of that transition year because these guys are playing a different style of basketball. Well, dude, I mean, the thing is, the thing you want to think about, are they playing the game NBA style, or should they should have, or should they have rights to some of the teams in the, in, the, in the country to dictate how the game is played? I'm not really sure how Cuban can do that. I mean, you've got all these teams and all these players. How do you structure that? I was just wondering, well, how would you structure it? Do you, do you make them the D-League? I mean, do you make sure these guys go to the D League before they I, come I think, into the I, NBA? I think what his thought process is: they go to the D League, and, and you know, just like baseball has their minor league system. It says many of the NBA executives interviewed for this story point to the D League as a, pot- a potential alternative if the league and its owners can be persuaded to invest in the higher player salaries that would be required for top NBA prospects. Uh, it says, in Cuban's opinion, likely lottery picks aren't opting to go from high school to the D-League because the NBA hasn't marketed the possibility and put programs in place that would be tailored to elite teenage prospects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, uh, whatever they need to do, I mean, if they, they, basically they probably say, well, you need to stay in college longer. I mean, you know, you well, that's the thing. I, think, yeah. I don't think that's his argument, though. I think his argument is that because the structure of the do, of the two levels of sport are so different, not just talent gap and all that stuff, but I mean, Style. college basketball is played in. I mean, the, the rules between college basketball and the NBA are probably the biggest disparity of any jump from college to professional sport in America. I mean, baseball, the rules are damn near the same in the NFL well, the- versus college. Uh, football, there are differences, but I mean, you're not talking about a different length of a game. You're not talking about a different number of fouls that a player can have before he's disqualified. I mean, the the, the differences and and the level of physicality that's allowed in the NBA versus other levels of the sport. The differences are so great that I think that I think Cuban's point is yes, we do need to make the D League an attractive option for these players because. Right now, it's looked at as you know dinner theater, something for guys who never are going to make it, but it's just a way to hold on to the dream for another year or two. It needs to be looked at as an actual step into the NBA rather than you know just a waiting room on the way to the morgue. Well, first of all, well, well, then you know you if the NBA and NC two A and they need to sit together, put their heads together. It makes similarities, and it's with the transition to be easier. But That's it, basically what what they need to do. It's there. not the NCAA's job, though. I mean, it's the NBA's job. 
That's that's the point I think that. Well, you just you just stated that that, that the game is totally different from college yeah, to the NBA it is, style. It is, it is, but the, the NCAA's job isn't to develop talent for the NBA. The NBA's job it's is to it. develop talent for the NBA. So I think that. You know, then what's the conversation about then? I mean, he's just teach them if they don't adapt. No, the, they're the out conversation of the game. is put more money into the dealing part of it. That's yeah, the to, conversation. To, to increase increase the contract. Increase the, the the possibility of uh, the contract pay for the D League, so these guys who uh, are going to go to go to college and do one year and out, instead of doing that, will go to the D League and play NBA style basketball. So when the uh, when the guys pick them up for the uh, you know for the big time big league, they're they're playing that style of basketball. In other words, you see what, what what basically what they're saying is. Regardless of what you do, you need you got to go to the D League. Period. It doesn't even need to be a mandatory thing, but. I think that he's talking about the, the prospects. Yeah, the big, the big, the big yeah. Name even if you're a number one draft choice, you go to the D League. I don't think it needs to be a mandatory thing, but I think that you know, if the NBA is saying you can go go play college here for a year and not really prepare yourself adequately for life in the NBA, that's or what I'm saying. Yeah. You can play in the D League and get a better preparation for the NBA and make some money at the same time. If the NBA makes that side of it more attractive, then they've got some bargaining room with the NCAA to say, hey. We can take these prospects out from under you, and then all of your money from those March Madness contracts gets a lot less lucrative. Then they've got room for the NCAA to move. But until they give a viable alternative, and, and I think, and I, I and I think his, his his thought process behind that is basically what he's saying is, hey, change your style of play in the NCAA so that when we get guys, when we get top prospects out of college, they know how to play our game. Or let's step up our game in the D League, so we'll take those top prospects. Instead of them going to a university, they come to the D League, like as T Bone said, make some money, and then work their way up until to the, to the top, you know, top level NBA teams, and already know how to play our style of play. I, I, I can agree with that. Well said, T Bone. <laughs> Thank God that swoop here. You cooking that bone? You cooking that meat tonight? Well tonight. <laughs> That's well said. Hey, let's move over to uh, still in the still in the college ranks. Let's talk about UCLA and Diddy. There, a whole lot of stuff has come out. You know, we heard P Diddy got arrested. Uh, uh, you know, he got in a fight with a, or allegedly uh, assaulted a, his uh, son. His son's coach. Now, the rumor, the word comes out that the. Uh, the coach is his coach, Alosi, who got kicked out of the NFL for tripping a player during a game uh, from an opposing team. Um, I'm reading an, a headline here that says the coach bullied Justin Combs for years before Diddy's arrest. But here's the one thing that was really uh, uh, really uh, uh, popped out, and, and, and you probably can talk about this too. Uh, they interviewed Coach Rick Neuheisel. And uh, and, uh, and Coach Coach Neuheisel actually did the, uh, did the tour of the campus with uh, – uh, P. Diddy's kid and P. Diddy, and he says, uh, you know, Diddy didn't even know who he was. He says, uh, he said he had no, no idea who uh, who he was as, uh, and as he came to UCLA for the campus tour. Neuheisel uh, made the comments and a bit of a rough. He says, uh, uh, I did recruit Justin Combs and Sean as his father. I took them on a campus tour, Neuheisel said. As a matter of fact, like a half hour into it, he asked me who I was. He says, uh, 
new he says he says tell me what you do rick and he says well i'm the head coach head football coach here he goes really he goes yeah he goes and you're giving us the tour he said absolutely he goes this is my school i went here i coach here i want you to have the full thing but he goes on to say basically that you know his kid got recruited because of who his father was uh you know because uh, you know he says he probably wouldn't have got recruited if just you know on his talent but uh basically you know sometimes you recruit people like that because the the name recognition brings so much more money to the campus and more, more excitement to the campus more recognition to the campus uh he also went on to mention the fact that coach mora uh, has recruited Snoop Dogg's son for the, this 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 season. Um, he just mentioned that he didn't say the you know he didn't he didn't correlate the two. But basically, he said this is done. This is done. You know, you know a lot of times guys could recruit it based on who their you know who their who their parents are or the lineage they come from, as because what kind of money or recognition it can bring to the school. Well, first of all, that's okay. That's all fine and good. But at the end of the day, can they play? And, you know, you can be this and you can be that, but I think that's a bad criteria just because it's a name recognition. But, I mean, if that's what they do these days, okay, fine. But at the end of the day, it's what you do on the field. And uh, I don't know how, how good uh, P. Diddy's kid is and stuff. My whole thing is about the abuse. And, and if these guys have the pedigree, that's fine. It's what you end up doing on the football field on every given weekend. Um, apparently he, he's been a red shirt guy. I don't think he's, he's played. I think he's been there for a, a, a couple, a couple years or two. Um, but you, you know, in your, in your right, as far as uh, what you, what you do on the field, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of line, a whole lot of, you know, back and forth on this. You know, you got people talking on, on the news that are, uh, shrinks who have no idea. They, they haven't even, I, I hate when they bring a, a psychologist on who has, has not, no connection to the people involved and they're going to get their opinion. But one of the things that this does pop up, okay, you got a kid who's in college. You know, you know, we we do we all we all want to, you know, keep our kids and, and, and protect our kids and, and whatnot. And then there, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also a point in time when you know your kid is an adult and needs to kind of handle their own business. Sometimes, uh, do you jump in the middle of that? Uh, you know, where, where do you where do you go with that? First of all, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the guy is abusive. But I think if I think he would, I don't think he's just picking up P Diddy's kid. I think he, I think that's just uh, an inherent thing that he has within his personality as coach. Uh, the, the bottom line is, I mean, if he's abusive that way, I mean, no coaches ever yell at me, but I wouldn't. I mean, his ways of doing it, coaching. Some guys like to yell and, and get the point across. So, and you know, you got to be able to adjust from personality to personality as a, when you have a football team or a different individuals. Every you got to balance everything. You got to know how to deal with certain individuals, get the best out of them. So I, so I just believe Pitt, Pitt, the base report you hear, you know, it was just a constant abuse thing, and that's how they're taking it. You're hearing all kind of rumors fly around, you know. Uh, so uh, we, we won't know until everything comes out if we really know all the facts when they come out. Yeah, he's a redshirt junior now, and the thing is, is uh, you know, it's it's one thing. Uh, you hear about a situation like that, but this Alosi's got some. He's got some background, man. I mean, uh, who, who was it? Timon, who was that? He it was against the doll. He was he was coaching for the Jets, and he tripped the Dolphin uh, heading down on a punt or something like that. Right. Yeah. It was. It was on a. It was. Uh, it was a punt. It was a punt. He was coming down a punt. Guy was coming off on a punt, and uh, and he tripped the guy on the side. As a matter of fact, he was out of bounds when he tripped him. Yeah. 
if if you look at it and stuff. So I mean, that's really bizarre there too. You know, then eventually he was he was suspended indefinitely, and then he ended up getting put out or whatever the league and stuff. And a lot of people would say, How did he uh, end up coaching at UCLA? Yeah, how you get back to a yeah. Division One school at a program like UCLA and you're doing the same thing? I mean, I don't know how he did that. I mean, he knew somebody. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, I could never, I couldn't even believe, I couldn't even believe that was the same guy that did this. So that was new to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if you hire a guy like that. Who knows? It's it's unbelievable because uh, you know I, hey I'm all for second chances but come on give me a break here uh, I I I don't see how guys like that continue to continue continue to get work and and, and keep moving on and, and stuff like that. It's like Woody Hayes here, showing here, up again. <laughs> here's the thing that I think about the situation. Okay, now how how does it affect the morale of UCLA? How they how does it affect the rest you know the rest of the, the ball players on the team? How does Coach Moore deal with that? I mean, does, does is that is that become a major distraction of what you're trying to do in terms of your football philosophy? I keep the team together, the whole deal, because we're dealing with a, with a you know worldwide name and his son and what went down. So I mean, the scrutiny's on the on the on the, on the program now. So you know, how do you how do you get everybody focused on the work at hand? Yeah, I mean, because of what what's gone down. And you know. Have, you know, having having played at, at, a, at a, you know the big big time university like that, and and knowing how things work uh, within the you know within these uh, programs, um, what happens to you know? I mean, what happens to a coach like that? That if the alumni you know if the alumni sides with uh, the coach, no big deal. But what happens when the alumni says, you know what, uh, this guy needs to go? Uh, you got you got big time donors and things like that. Uh, how does an athletic director deal with things like that? thing is when the facts comes out when the facts all come out it's going to be a judgment day for both sides mm-hmm. you know how's it going to affect the player how's it going to affect the coach how do they make the decision on what goes and how when they how they go forward on this project it's, it's really a nasty it's really unfortunate but that's what's going to happen they're going to analyze everything they're going to make the decision and in a, in a ways toward p did he be different thing. if it weighs toward the coach it's another situation but 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 the tempers should have not never flared that way, as far as I'm concerned. It should have never got to that. And we won't even know. But I mean, it, the athletic director is going to have to make a decision, along with the head coach. Right. That's what it's going to come down to, on both parties. It's 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 amazing that you know we we, we hear about things each week with uh, with these big time programs. Uh, you you know. see, the protocol starts with with Jim Moore. You see, and I think P did he should have went to Jim Moore. And uh, and had to sit down with him, and then you know, then he should come and had a roundtable talk. That's my opinion. I mean, I could be totally wrong, and maybe PD thought that was the best way to do it. And we'll find out who snapped on who first, vice versa. So, uh, but like I said, you know, he's the head coach, and then from there it goes to the athletic director, and then from there whoever else above that. Moving on to the to your 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 old professional sport, the NFL, uh, this week. Uh, um, Tom Brady uh, went to do his appeal, 10 hours uh, with, with the uh, commissioner. Um, we've got some reports. Uh, I, one, of the, one of the ones that really jumped out at me was uh, uh, Adam, Adam Shifter. Uh, he, he's a, uh, a news guy, or sports guy. I, I see his stories a lot. And, and he basically said that, uh, you know, the appeals process uh, lasted – I hate this freaking thing. He's – all these fucking ads. Anyway, uh, it says the appeal process lasted 11 hours behind closed doors before concluding t- Tuesday night. It said um, 
basically what he, he tweeted out that uh, the best, the best, uh, the greatest, Tom Brady's greatest ally was Tom Brady. He said he offer, offered exp- explanations in all areas. Uh, basically, didn't uh, didn't head didn't didn't flinch on anything. I've heard some reports about his attorney uh, was a bulldog out there he, who's won against the NFL before. I also heard that they had some. Uh, some actual scientists uh, that testified and basically said that, you know, you know deflation in the balls is, is basically science. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really proved, uh, I guess, this guy who did the report, uh, it's not really that highly thought of in, in other arenas other than uh, under the NFL uh, umbrella. Um, even though he's been around a long time, they say he's, he, he doesn't re- he doesn't present well. He gets angry a lot. Uh, a lot of his stuff was based on conjecture, uh, not necessarily fact. Uh, what's going to? What are your thoughts? Or what's going to happen in this? And, you know, and the last thing I heard is uh, is more than likely, uh, you know, the, if you're going to bet, if you're going to go to Vegas and bet, they think Goodell will probably make his uh, ruling uh, come public on July 3rd, which is a Friday <laughs> before a holiday weekend. But uh, that's just that's At like 11:58 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Where nobody's paying attention. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Ad? Well, first of all, you know, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, when 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 owner the owner craft of the Patriots and Belichick, they they all endorse uh, Tom Brady. First of all, I want to say that. The other thing is is that Brady found out that you know he is a player. He works for the National Football League. He works for Kraft, one of the thirty-two owners. So he found that out lately. Even though they talked, you know. Owner Kraft talked about his character and everything else coming in. Now, now I thought, you know, I wouldn't want to be in Goodell's spot right now because if he does wrong one way or the other, he's going to catch it. Now, if he wipes out the suspension totally, then you're going to have people up in arms. I mean, then you got the player association sitting there, then you'll have other guys come to the player say, hey, wait a minute. You know, they've already been spygate, inflation gate, and everything else. How does this guy get off? And if, and if it wasn't the case, why didn't you come clean in the first place? Just like Joe Montana said. He said, hey, if it wasn't no big deal, just say, hey, look, yeah, it was a little inflated down, whatever it is, and, and don't throw people under the bus. But but you got all these different perceptions out here of what really happened. And I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, to testify that long, I mean, what are you saying in there? I mean, okay, what about these other these two workers here? Who've been fired? Who's only making twenty to twenty-four thousand a year? What about their jobs? You know, giving them job, give those guys their jobs back, or you're going to wait till the appeal process over. Then you get these jobs if they do come back. So I'm just saying, uh, you got you got a lot of different avenues here. You got the you got the players who've been suspended. You got you know you 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 got all these other issues that have gone around the league and stuff. You got some said they were cooking the one couple of balls with with pine tar and stuff to get whatever they were doing. I mean those guys paid a fine here and there, whatever, for these different balls that, that were not regulated or properly done. So I mean I don't know how they're going to deal with this one. This is going to be a tough one because if they don't, if if, if they wipe the slate clean, there's going to be some uproar. Well, here's a situ- here's a situation. Uh, it went in eleven hours. Uh, Brady didn't testify eleven hours. They brought in a lot of different witnesses and on both right. sides. Well, I know the process uh, but, was eleven hours. Yeah, That's what but, I'm talking. But, but about. the thing the thing is 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 uh, if 
you know, when you talk about Spygate and things like that, they were they were caught red handed on this. And uh, you, my thought process on this is is, is if you if you don't have this guy, if you don't have him dirty. Uh, and they say, well, we, we, we wipe away the suspension because, you know, you, you guys put forth a case where we can't prove it. Um, that's, that's the way it is. I think the Players Association, you know, he's, he's, he's a member of the Players Association. I think they're part of the, the process uh, on his side as far as the appeals go. So I don't think, I, I think they'll, they, I don't think they're going to have a negative view of it. Um, guys who've gotten, gotten caught and gotten punished, that's kind of the name of the game uh, in life. Uh, you, and if you, if you can, if you can, uh, if you can prove that you didn't catch me or you didn't, you didn't prove that I did it. Um, that, I mean, you know, that happens uh, daily. We, you know, uh, with uh, guys who actually committed real crimes. So, I think uh, what, what, what's going to happen here is is the bottom line is is like one person said, it doesn't really matter how much uh, evidence uh, Brady's and his team put forth proving he didn't or there was no 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 there no proof to it. The bottom line is is it's not a real court, and the NFL is going to do what they want to do. You know, I'm, I'm, my whole thing is about the Brady situation is that, you know, a lot of people that I talk to always talk about double standard. Even though you have the player association sitting there representing him, but also you have other players within the league that have ill feelings about the Patriot organization. So, I mean, it, 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 it's a double blade because it's, there's some guys that perceive the league that, 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 that the Patriots had advantages because of where they where they are, and because of the perception of the, the 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 relationship with Kraft and Goodell, so you got that going on. And then some other guys said, "Yeah, you, yeah, you, he represents, and he's in the player union." Mm-hmm. But there's also been guys that have been been fined or whatever, and you're gonna you let us get fined and let's get you know uh, uh, put on notice about certain things, but you're gonna write him clean. See, I see the players and the public are still waiting on what's gonna happen. You see a lot of players want him to be sanctioned. They want him to be suspended at least two to four games. Some people wanted four. I mean, some people wanted six. I mean, so like 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 Montana said, you, if, if it wasn't anything, you should have applied right away. Show them something. Show them that you're willing to work with them, but just to deny it and run it off real quick is what the big issues are. I mean, just, just front. you got management, you got the player association, you got the players themselves. And within the player, within the player association that represents players, you got people within the union that got issues with Brady. See, that's what's coming out. It's not like the whole body of the players are all for Tom, because it's just somewhat of a resentment of the Patriots getting, you know, getting getting their way or slipping through, you know, slipping through the hole because they've done something wrong, even though they've even been caught and they've been fined. But the bottom line is. That's what I see, and that's the scenario I hear, and that's the talk I've been hearing for a long let me, time. Let me ask you this. Every time they got caught for something, and, and we've talked about them being caught on multiple occasions, they've, they've been punished for it, right? Unless I'm misremembering. So if they've been punished for each time they got caught doing something, 
if if this guy and and you talk about other players, you know, they had to pay fines and stuff. I don't know if they went through the appeals process. You see, my my point is, if I have if I have an avenue that's open to me, if I if I'm accused of something and I have a I have a choice to appeal it, I have a choice to fight it, I have a choice to accept whatever's given, come down and not and not complain about it or whatever. That's my decision. So if guys if guys are feel they were wronged because they were fined and they paid the fine and they didn't utilize the appeals process, that's shame on you, not shame on me. Uh, if he feels that he's if he feels that he he is in right, or if he's trying to protect a reputation or whatever his reason be has, if this option is open to him and he chooses to use it, and he, if he chooses to win or lose, that's the risk he takes, uh, and he's going to have to abide by or live with whatever decision comes out of there. I, my, my point is, is, is when you have a, an opportunity to do a certain thing and you choose it, then that's the, I, other people being upset about it really doesn't really matter to you, you personally. Hey, listen, uh, to me, at the end of the day, it's a little bit about anything anyway. They've, they've made a little pimple out of a mountain now. And, uh, like, I'm going to go back to my original statement. It should have been knocked out when it came about. You got too many people involved now. The commissioner, the owner, Belichick, the, former, the players, former players. Everybody's talking about this. So the bottom line is, you know, uh, the people that I really feel bad about would have been thrown under the bus are those two workers. Okay, you need to, you need, you know, and if you're going to testify, I don't know if it's going to happen. You need to get those guys in, there in the room. You got to get, you got to get Belichick in the room if he can talk because he didn't talk that much at all. And then Kraft, he can't talk because he's management. But I would talk to several different people, and, and, and if it comes down to where he goes to court, it's going to really be messy. I mean, you know, come on. I mean. uh and if people perceive that, that that he's trying to protect his reputation, I believe that because I don't know. I know that he doesn't want to be known as a cheater because he that comes around loud and clear with him when he talks to anybody. You hear with the public, you think when he comes when, when he comes down to it, he doesn't want to be known as a cheater or a person of deception or somebody that you can't trust. That's it. But I mean, in the Patriot organization, he is he's a he's a tycoon. He's iconic. You know, six Super Bowl appearances, four championships, and that's what they view him. I mean, I still think he's a great quarterback, regardless. I think it's a little bit about nothing, and I just believe he's probably handled it wrong. He just said, like I keep, like again, like I keep saying, all he had to do was address it and move on. It wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah, I I, I I see where you're coming from, and and, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna move on from this after this. But my point is, is if you personally feel you did nothing wrong, then there's no reason to say, to, to, to accept whatever was coming, you know, a punishment. If you, if you don't personally believe you did anything wrong, then you utilize the, the, the options that are open to you. And now the problem with you, are right. There's, you get the two guys who don't make a whole lot of money. I got one guy can keep his job. He just can't be around the footballs, but that's, that's the problem there is, is, is there, uh, representation, whether they, they have an opportunity to appeal, or you know they're not a part of the players' association. You know that that happens in every every business and every you know you, you talk about 
professors have tenure and those who don't, and you know, different things and different levels. Uh, you know, the bottom line is, is if their organization, whoever represents the uh, locker room guys or whatever whatever their title is, uh, doesn't have a situation in place where if they're going to be punished or, or this, and they don't have an appeal process or uh, they don't have a, a process to, to to fight the the with a wrongful termination or whatnot, that's just a, a shame in the situation and what they're working under. Uh, but uh, if you're in a position where you do have that op- opportunity and you don't think you did anything wrong, then fight it. You know, that, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, whether he's guilty or not, if he, if he legitimately feels he has that opportunity and that option's open to him, I don't see why he wouldn't take it at all and, and instead of getting suspended four games. Not that he, no, I mean, I, you know, you know it's yeah, not going mean, to cost him any money. But. Yeah, well, the bottom, the bottom line is, I mean, I'm sure he would take the fine, but the problem is if, he, if they just fined him and not give him the four games, that's, I don't think that's going to be good enough because that, that still says his reputation has been challenged. So that's what it is. Where does this stuff end? That's, that's what it is. You see, even if they fine him and he doesn't play in the game, they'll say, well, hey, man, you, you were caught. You're bucky paying this. Okay, then after that, okay, now how do you deal with these guys that, you, that everybody's perceived was thrown under the bus? Do they come back too? They, they, they would have to come back. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You can't, you know, say one thing about Brady didn't let these guys sit out here, these low-level guys. The public could go nuts if they, these guys don't get their jobs back. Because they deserve having, all they were doing is being, they were just doing what they were told to do or perceive what they were supposed to be doing. Well, the bottom line is, is none of us uh, at all know what really happened and how right. it happened. Absolutely. And it's all speculation and, you know. Right. Uh, those it is. It's, it's a little about. It's about nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Into today, hey man, you just tell him, hey man, I like it a little bit like this, and that's it, Bob, or whatever, you know. So, but you know, it, you know, they get out of control. I mean, everybody was well, hyperbole and blo- bloviating and stuff. I mean, <laughs> get down to it. Simple. Over. Last but not least, uh, the preseason uh, NCAA rankings are out, and and, and these things are really, they really, uh, they really uh, kind of crack me up a little bit. Uh, you know, like the, the SB Nation has uh, your alumni SC at number eight, uh, ESPN has UCLA at twelve and SC at thirteen, but CBS has SC at eight and UCLA at twenty. Uh, what are how important are these preseason rankings? Do they mean anything at all? Well, based on the college football season, it means something because in order in order to if, if you're in the top four, you know, starting out the gate the top four or headed for the playoff. That's that's how it's supposed to be and then if those guys can maintain that, those teams can maintain that through the whole course of the, of the season, that's one thing. But that you you doubt because somebody's gonna get knocked off. The thing is you gotta you know, you gotta get out of your conference first. But also you can still win your conference and not be ranked in the top four. So therefore you gotta keep winning. Hopes you get some luck the whole year, and you know you keep you know climbing the scale and stuff when you get into that bracket. Right now, you know, I heard at one time SC was going to be ranked four. Well, I didn't believe that, but that's why I referred to you and found out. And you told me what it was. Now, now as far as UCLA SC, if they can climb the ladder and they can win within the conference and they can beat the people in the conference, like I believe the teams that beat this year in the conference outside of those two teams is Stanford. Washington and Oregon within mm-hmm. the Pac-12. Yeah. If they don't get out of that, if they don't, first of all, if they don't win the conference, they're out of it anyway. You got to win the conference, and then hope you ranked it close to five or six to have a shot anyway. So that's how college football has changed. You see, of course, you know how State's going to be there. You, you know, you know, you know, Alabama's going to be there, and the other two, whoever, whoever the, the three, four teams are being ranked. But that's how college football has changed. 
because you got two top teams. You know, you know, I still think SC will go to a bowl, UCLA go to a bowl, but about who's going to win the Pac-12. You know, the way the, and the way Oregon was exposed last year was unbelievable. It's like it was they beat them like a junior college team. Now they had four they had four turnovers and still put up forty some points. Yeah, that just tells me if you don't have a turnover, you got seventy points on them. So I think that I think the the Pac-12 has to lick their wounds. And since we're talking about my school, respectively, and then you cross town, rather UCLA, they have to be in the pack. They got to be in that top ten pack and running, running strong in order to have a shot. And one of those teams have to win the Pac-12 title. Ad, as always, a pleasure to chat with you, man. You know, uh, like I said earlier, you know, you, you, you're, you know, when we talk about SC. Um, you know, you played during an era where uh, SC is probably one of the greatest eras of, the, of that school's history as far as, you know, national championships. Uh, you know, it wasn't just football and baseball. You had five between you and playing football and baseball. But that was, I mean, swimming and golf back then and uh, baseball. and I mean, it goes on. I mean, not I mean, track. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, you know, the school is, is, is one of those what they call storied, uh, storied campuses and stuff like that. Uh, you know, as part of the alumni uh, goes and, and, and the supporters go and, 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 and the contributors go, um, that's kind of what's expected each year in, in and out, uh, you know, with, with a campus like that. Um, do uh, what are your thoughts? You know, as far as that goes, uh, do we? Well, do, do you guys re- 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 regain that type of prominence? Well, first, for, first of all, you're right. I mean, I played in the year where, well, most people consider it the greatest time. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to say it was the greatest time in school's history. Just like you said, you had national champions in football, baseball, track, golf, swimming, Olympic champions. You know, and of course, you yeah, I was on five national titles, all American in both. And uh, I was on three to five straight national title teams in baseball. And, of course, that is one of the reasons why the standard is set so high at SC. You see, the people around USC now in the past and will be in the future, they expect excellence. That's what it is. And that's the kind of pressure. When you come there and play, when you've heard about your tradition, from the coaches to the players, alumni, who have you nationally? They know what is expected at USC, and uh, whether you like it or not, I represent that era. And the players that played with me, you know, people expect that. They want you to play. They want you to be in the category of that. They, you know, they're not going to accept four losses. They're not going to accept going to these little accelerated bowls. They want you to be in that Rose Bowl. They want you to be fighting for that national champion every year. I mean, that's just the pressure of USC. And I'm proud to be a part of this proud tradition. And whenever I've seen these young kids that come up to me and they recognize the fact, and I said, this is what you have to do. And, you know, and you should have an honor to walk here, be here, and be part of the school, both athletically and academically. Yeah. So that's my, that's my talk to everyone. And, uh, and I'm sure most alums that are listening to this broadcast and some of our former players and the players, they, they get it. Because when you walk in those halls and you see all those national champions, you see the Heisman Trophy guys, and you see all the stuff that we accomplished. That's what SC is all about. That's well, the standard. Absolutely. Well, next week uh, when we chat, I want to talk to you about those bowl games. I mean, back when you played, I believe it was the orange, the rose, and the sugar, and those are the right. ones that mattered. And now there's so many, so many bowl games, and 
you know, it's kind of hard to figure out what, what well, matters, what doesn't matter. Are you saying there's a problem with the Popeye's chicken ball? <laughs> that one's okay. It's the Fritos ball. Hey, hey, T, bro. hey T, bro, I don't know what you're talking about chicken when you deal with them, them high-priced steaks, brother. I'm, I'm still waiting on We've got to get AD to come down here and meet us over at uh, Phil Trannies, man. That's, uh, that used to be an old-time hangout no, for those he guys. He can meet us at Popeye's. That's fine. <laughs> Are you are you are you treating? Oh, no, man. <laughs> if, we, if we go on a Tuesday or a Thursday, then I'm treating. So that's when you get the okay. two, the leg and a thigh for a buck. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like some old chicken there. <laughs> Ad, as always, it's a pleasure to chat with you, and, and, and I'm going to say a shout out at, uh, to the, to those guys who make the decisions. Retire this man's jersey and put him in the uh, Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. Thanks <laughs> okay. a lot, brother. We will talk to you All again right. next week, man. Take care. Yeah, good night. Anthony Davis, man. You are listening to Swoops Roll on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, pretty soon we'll be doing a little bit of T-Bone's timeout. This is Douglas Coleman. He was here a few weeks back. This is All the Way on Love.
My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a seven-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Rod Stewart for Rad. Your lifestyle is your business, but when you drive drunk, you become everybody's business. Don't drink and drive. Be smart, plan ahead, and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives, and so should you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, we're the Lost Hours. And you're listening to Speech Radio. Just take this away, my eyes are too Welcome back to Swoops. We're on the Talk Star Radio Network. So, where are we at here, man? Are you good to go yet? Hey, I wanted to bring something up. Bring it up. Just sort of a... Peter's on a talking... He got all chatty. We talked food and beer today, so he's on a roll. So, you know this chick who is white, who's been telling everybody she's white? Yeah. She's no different to me. She's no different than uh, what's her name, uh, Caitlin. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped <laughs> in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, it's but you saw, I saw some hilarious comments difference? that tried to like shut down the entire conversation. Well, no, gender is a social construct, but race is not. I fucking disagree completely. No, she, she, you can she, biologically. She says she's biologically, like, she's a like black a, man and an Asian woman can breed. Yeah. Biologically speaking, any man and any man can't breed. I mean, yeah. that's not a construct. That's fucking biology. That is biology. But, and she said, she says, 
I've identified as black most of my life, and which is the same thing that Bruce said. Yeah, I've identified yeah, as a now, woman what's the difference? most I, of my life. I think she's yeah. batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, of course, she's, she's oh, not. That's a big scheme of things. People were really quick to throw that part and say, "Oh, but she, you know, twelve years ago she sued the college for discrimination against a white person." Well, you know, thirty years ago, Caitlyn Jenner. Competed in a fucking men's <laughs> Olympic event. So, you know, there's some conflicting shit on both of these. Well, yeah, and it's funny. It's I funny did, you mentioned that because that, yeah. day one, that's the first thing, first thing, thing I said. That's exactly here. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, what's the, what's the big where's, deal? Where's, where's the difference, even? We've, been, you know? we've like, gone through this other stuff for months. It's the same thing to me. So, I mean, whatever. That's who you identify as. That's what you present yourself as. What's the problem? I just want to know how much money she spent out of her salary from the NAACP over the last several years on getting her hair fucking... Could have been up. a wig, though, man. I don't think so. Some of it was, I'm sure, a weave, but yeah. some of that was actual hair that she had to chemically process. I just had to tie the weave into it, man. It's... I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying. There, there was definite... Definitely a lot of effort on that. Well, you know, so. it, it but does, less than it, it does. Caitlin had. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly less than And everybody seems to be okay with that. You know, let's just face it. A hundred years ago, Bruce Jenner, if he had tried to do what he did, has done, he would have been institutionalized, right? A hundred yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about like 30? 60. 50. Yeah. Let's go like 55. You know, so it's like, so what, if, if, if we've opened that door, and we obviously that have, door. then, well, you know, this is, this, what this chick is doing is, <laughs> so she's tanning and either. She identifies as black. You know what? Uh, getting uh, serious perms or weaves. Like, seriously, in the grand scheme of things. She's doing nothing compared to what Bruce is doing or Caitlin's doing. So we've opened the door. Why does anybody care? Let me tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Back and around. And at least I, she's I, not I, like trying to make. She never put shoe polish on her face. <laughs> and well, she didn't end up on the front page of Vanity Fair. Right. The cover of Vanity Fair. So it's not like she's getting rich here. I remember about, I don't know. 19. That's Although the nonprofit sector is a great place to make some cash. It all, uh, that's what they say. We could figure uh, out. <laughs> well, but if you get behind one that's already established. Well, that's true. Uh, back in the uh, the mid 90s, a bit mid mid 80s or earlier, early to mid 80s, I remember I was somewhere and I heard this woman like screaming at some guy and just cussing him out and whatever, him in the street or whatever. And, uh, I mean, it just sounded just like some just total black girl that uh, was just going off on this guy. And I turned around, and it was just this total blonde, blue-eyed white chick who grew up where, where I was, you know, around a lot of us. And I ended up talking to her eventually, and she's like, you know, basically she considered herself black. And what, okay. And what about, what about the, the black guys? Girls, anybody who think of themselves as white and try pretty damn hard to get there. <laughs> Should we well, crucify we, them? We could talk about one of the Jackson Five who, uh, who, went, from, who went from. We could talk to two of them. <laughs> uh, and then what about what about? Let's those? not even get into more modern examples like Robert Griffin. You know. <laughs> well, hey, that's bread. <laughs> Wait, you did you watch the championship? <laughs> 
uh, you know, there's, I mean, we, we're at a time now where, you know, race, you know, what they used to call back in the day, race mixing, uh, is, you know, it's common. Man, people fall in love with who they fall in love with. They, they have sex with who they want to have first sex with. First of all. They have kids with who they want to have kids with. As I've been saying for first of all, years. First of all. First of all. As I've been saying for years. There's just one race. Amen, brother. <laughs> Preach, man. Preach, Peter. Now, there's a bunch of cultures. Yeah, and which culture you identify with probably has something to do with where you grew up with and what you've watched on TV and what music you listen to and what you read and who cares. However you got there, you identified with somebody. We, we you always, know? you know, in, in any of these stories, any of these situations, any of these stories, we always miss the big picture. The big picture is why the fuck did her family out her? There's yeah. some issues within that family. Oh, yeah. Some major issues within yeah. that family. And, uh, and you know, she doesn't seem to get along with that family. And blah, blah, blah. So no. that's the big deal. I mean, because yeah. like you said, when, when, first, as soon as I heard this, I'm like, what's the big deal? We've gone through this for the last six <laughs> months with Caitlin. So yeah. it's, 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 that's who she identifies with? So be it. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, it's, it's a lot easier in this instance to say this is a woman who's clearly... Uh, gone through some undiagnosed mental health issues for too long. <laughs> but when you say that about Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner, you're immediately a bigoted pariah, you know. And that's, I think, a problem because... Well, it's funny you should mention that. I was listening to a, a, discuss, a discussion on the way over here today. I forgot who was talking. Um, but bottom line is, we've gotten to a situation now where everything is so politically correct, we can't have honest discussions about anything. And in honestly, I might have an opinion that you disagree with. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm a, a racist or a homophobe or this or that or whatever you, title people want to throw at you. We just disagree. But it doesn't mean we can't have this open discussion. And and, and people, and especially people that are listening, you talk, you the, are in uh, in front of the cameras on TV and and supposedly bringing us our news and stuff like that, or, or, or you know like these. You know these talk shows with the the Sunday morning news talk shows. They're limited to their discussions because of being accused of being because they all have to pick a box. side, you know. Right, and and, and picking a side. I don't care if you pick a side, but feel free to express your side. You know, there's always one side that can't really express some side because that's politically incorrect. Yeah, yeah, and again, just along those lines, politically incorrect. Twenty five years ago, you could have lampooned. Jenner, right? It's twice. Swoop's got a hole in his lip. Yeah, a hole in the drinking problem. You could lampoon him. Well, have to. Te- have but to now s- you have to. Now you have to be sensitive. Well, it, but now you can lampoon this chick, right? Hey, but but you, you, only because she went the way she did, right? <laughs> Gone the other way. Gone the other way, and it's different, right? But, but it's the, like it's like it's just. These people trying to find which way the wind. Which way is the wind blowing right now? Because the, I gotta we're back, jump on that wagon. We're back there to the, ain't no we're back winners. To the Jerry, we're back to the Jerry Seinfeld there ain't no story, losers. right? And you, and you talk about like uh, who was it being interviewed? One of the late night talk show hosts. And they said, uh, I saw him getting interviewed. And they said, I heard you weren't going to tell any jokes about Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner. I said, Nope, I touch it. I'm getting near. I got jokes, <laughs> but not getting near it because it's 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 a it's a it's a death wish, man. All right, now I'm going to segue into the next thing, is is because because one of the things you were talking about was uh, Seinfeld was saying how about college campuses mm-hmm. and not being able to blah blah. Okay, what the fuck is PDD doing on the fucking campus? He was at practice. 
It don't matter. It's, it open, matter. it's an open practice. It, it but the problem, the, I know where you're coming from. My, just like we said, we were mentioning it. You got to let your kids be adults when they're adults. Yeah. Oh my God. I, when I went to college, the only the last time. The last thing you wanted to see was your folks on campus. It's right? the last thing I wanted to see. <laughs> the only time I ever had my parents intervene. They dropped you off. Oh, intervene. Oh, okay. Was when they fucking forgot to pay. It's like, hey, tuition. You guys go handle this and, shit because you fucked it up. And my coach, <laughs> my, my coach, my uh, teacher, instructor, professor said, you're not he, in he, this pu- he pulled me up. He said, you're not in this class anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't drop out. He says, well, you're doing really well, and I'd like to keep you as a student, but you're not in this class. I, like, I was class I was actually participating in, and I was attending. And I'm like, one what? One of the ones you liked? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one he actually, actually went to. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's when I got my parents to intervene and write the damn check they, they were supposed to have written and, and catch it all up. It's like, what the hell? When you go to college, the whole damn point of it is you, I mean, there's the odd person who's not an adult when they get there. But after the first year, they're all adults, unless they're, you know. Theoretically. Theoretically, you know. Not at least less that the one eleven year, the one eleven year old Asian kid. Yeah, but at least legally they're all adults. He's working on his, his doctorate. Eighteen. Like, what the hell was he even doing there? You know what I mean? It's like it shouldn't. Have, it shouldn't have happened. It, it just. I, I, mean, I know this guy sounds goofy. So, sounds like this guy's got the the strength coach. Sounds like sounds he's like got he's a douchebag. Yeah, himself. he totally yeah. sounds like a whole yeah, yeah. tool. But but you know what? I mean. I, how many other? How many other third-year red shirts? Yeah, he's a he's a redshirt junior. Yeah, yeah. How many other third-year red shirts are? So he's twenty-one plus. Yeah, yeah. And how many of those parents are in there bitching enough to get close enough hey, listen, to have an listen, encounter listen. with this guy? <laughs> if I kid the third-year red shirt, I've given up on watching him play football. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't crack a lineup yet. <laughs> When's homecoming? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll have grades. Keep those grades up, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Not that, even homecoming. That, that NFL career ain't happening. When, when's senior day? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, none of this. Is senior just... day and graduation. <laughs> exactly. Then move the fuck on. <laughs> so, I know this guy is probably a jerk, uh, but there's just no reason PDD to even have been there. I mean, just not. Just no way. You know why? I've met PDD. He's a little bitty guy, so he's he's trying to live vicariously through that through that kid. More than likely, I don't know because he's got big giant bouncers and security guys. Fight me if you can, but anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just thinking he's living vicariously through his kid, who's still not going to crack the lineup. Which means, which what what once again brings to wonder why is this coach giving a shit about yelling at this? And, Coming down hard on a third-year redshirt. Probably because that third-year redshirt doesn't believe – shouldn't even be there. Just taking up space, but isn't why he? Is he? Why does he give a shit? Oh, I don't know. Put your time into something that matters. Yeah. Hmm. And that whole article with Neuheisel was interesting, man. Yeah. It basically says, yeah, we'll – he really wouldn't have made the roster. We wouldn't even have recruited him. And, and I, we is anybody surprised? <laughs> no. As you read that, I wasn't surprised. Talked, we've all yeah. talked about this. It's just interesting to actually have, hear somebody say it out loud. 
Yeah. Because, you know, these coaches are there. Oh, no, he's a good prospect. He's a blue chip guy. It's a good thing New Heisel's not a coach. He's a blue chip kind of guy. Yeah, it's a good thing New Heisel's not a coach because he'd not be a coach <laughs> if he wasn't already not a coach. <laughs> After saying something like that. But we've all, we all knew it happened. It's just interesting to hear somebody actually say it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the fact that. You couldn't even Google the friggin' coach's picture before you took your kid there for a campus walk around. Give me a friggin' break. And then you sent him there. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. What do you do? <laughs> I'm the head coach of this <laughs> storied franchise. <laughs> this institution of Is higher it? learning. Yes, exactly. Right. My name's not on any building, but uh, people know me around here. That's why everybody comes saying, hey, coach. I've I, I done some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Hey, coach. I, I, not only was he the coach there, he was a star football player A there. superstar. Yeah. I mean, he was a superstar <laughs> for that, right? I mean, it's like walking around the ring, having Muhammad Ali show you around pretty much. You go, or Anthony Davis. Yeah, you like going and, and not knowing that what Anthony Davis is giving you a yeah, tour. What's, what are you, yeah, exactly Anthony, uh, why are you giving me this tour? You know, it's like. You would you would think that if you're about to send your kid here, you would have done a little bit of homework on that, right? Just a wee bit. Just a skosh. And the thing is, of, of all people, New Eyes is a real record. I mean, the guy's like damn near an albino, baby. You can yeah. spot that he's guy. Distinct, and he's, <laughs> he's been part of, I mean, he's he's coached at major program yeah he's been around UCLA. he's been around the block a while you you you, you know pro, that guy he's been a pro guy right yeah i mean he coached at washington and colorado i mean which were both major programs when he inherited them both of them are you know not anymore but <laughs> you're walking around the thing with john robinson yeah john mckay <laughs> so johnny boy what, so, what, so what, if, what he's really, if he's really interested in his kids future i mean he would have known that right he would have known that you don't know that. No, where, where do you want to go to school? We got to go do a walk around. Uh, yeah, they're good school. Oh, yeah. That's that coach that now. Guy's, that guy's he's a newer guy, but he's got a good history. Blah, blah, blah. If nothing else, if nothing else, you know that name. I mean, new eyes. I mean, it's not like it's not like his name is Smith Johnson. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know. It's not just generic white guy. It's exceptionally white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And as, so somebody, well as, somebody, as somebody recently pointed out earlier in the evening, you and I look a lot alike. <laughs> Too much I replied, y'all look alike. Because we're a whole lot of white. But if New Eyes was sitting here, he went, nobody, nobody would ever say, that guy looks which, like Which one are you? Yeah, there's no way. No way. So, I mean, come on. Oh, God. Just, you know. Come on, dude. So, again, I'm sure the strength coach is a douchebag. I'm sure of it. I'm certain. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, but he had a history, but still. I, I seriously doubt that he's wrong this time. I, I, I doubt he's I, – I mean, he might be, but I, I doubt it. I just seriously doubt it. I'm the, it seems so unlikely. <laughs> Third year. I just don't think so. I'm pretty sure P. Diddy's a little crap. Like, you're holding my kid down and and blah, blah, blah. See, if your dad was Jerry Garcia or somebody, you would have walked on one of them places, man. You remember how to recruit it. You were recruited nonetheless, but you've been recruited for, like, you know, Big time to me. You're, you're going to be a quarterback. You got a shot at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
But again, it's not like this guy was like 17 and a half. No. He's a third-year redshirt. Which means he's at least. He's let's, let's, let's assume he didn't skip a grade or wasn't put back two grades. Yeah. So he was at least and didn't smoke a whole bunch of weed or something along <laughs> the way and get a little diverted. He's, he's at least 21 years old. This guy might be 30 years old for all we know. <laughs> just saying. Impossible. We're still talking about P. Diddy's kid, not Snoop's kid, right? <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about him. I think. Uh, imagine in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get, I get right, right where he's supposed to be at the right age. Everything's moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break and come back and do a little T-bones timeout. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Show Radio Network. And uh, what do you guys want to hear? Any requests? Mm-mm. All right, then I'm gonna go. What we got queued up, and this is uh, Halloween. Let's not and say we did. Back after this.
Your children, we say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Rebecca Romaine. As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. What's up, guys? This is Jarrett. This is Patrick. This is David. And we are Haster, and you're listening to Swoops World Radio. Yeah, baby. Thank you. 
Throw it on the Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, we're going to hit that little button there for T-Bone's uh, intro there, because it's about time for a little T-Bone's timeout. Oh, uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. Have you guys ever been in a sauna in Germany or another foreign country in the Euro? I was sauna? in, uh, no, not a Euro sauna. I was in a sauna in Japan, uh-huh. and it's one of those, uh, like, you know, all naked things. And, you know, they go, you got to go, you got to go. Because I was exchanging, and we talked about this. And you go in there, and it's not like the hot chicks are in there taking a sauna. It's the dirty old women with the teeth <laughs> down to their belly button. Oh, you give them belly buttons. They were, they were a little bit yawn. <laughs> <laughs> they went south of the belly button. <laughs> But that's a that's a life experience. It, it, it's an eye awakening, uh, eye opening experience. <laughs> <Or> eye closing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't scratch them out no, of them. No, 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 no going back from that. No, there's no coming back. That's a good thing. Because you need to know how's the rest of the world. What's gonna what you'd be looking at in about 50 years. I'm not going to be 20 forever. <laughs> and neither are they. Oh, and there's the, the Matthew McConaughey yeah. would beg to differ, though. Because yeah. he keeps getting older. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll never get this guy over here, man. Peter hates Matthew I, McConaughey. I, I, I love it. I love Matthew McConaughey. Because <laughs> I had the pleasure of hanging out with that guy one time. For, and he's a fun dude. But I tell Peter, you got to watch this show. I love this show. But it's the greatest show. Oh, and by the way. Uh, what's your name's on it? <coughs> Peter goes, he watched it. He goes, oh, that was painful. I go, wait. Oh, goes, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Goes, he goes, oh, dude. Oh, you, you, were, you were just miserable. Ruined it, man. <laughs> is, it, is it the voice? Yeah. No, it's not the voice. I can live with the voice. It's the giant pear shape. <laughs> she wasn't always shaped like that, though. No. But that's life! <laughs> yes, but... But her voice was always like that. Her voice, her is voice always is always like that. I didn't have a problem with that. The problem is, is that she was... Like, she got older? No, no, I have no problem with that either. And my problem is, is, in my mind... She was still from... Uh, what movie was that? Uh, Take your pick. Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Her, her best one is actually uh, The Man with Two Brains with uh, Steve Martin. There's a scene in there where she's like mostly nude, but not totally nude. Uh-huh. And... And, and like, there's this guy, there's this guy that she, so she's married to Steve Martin, blah, 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 and she won't have sex with him because she just wants his money and all that. And, but she lets this guy, he, Steve Martin comes home, he hasn't had sex with her for, like, a year, they've been married for a year, and he come, she comes home, and she's standing there, and she's lifted her, her skirt up, or her nightie, or whatever it is, and you can see her ass, and she's, she's super hot, she's like, and she's like, what, he paid me $100 to just look my ass and so like that's <laughs> my image of Kathy Turner and you so tell I me come, I come around 20, around, 20 years later you gotta watch, watch Californication it's a great show uh, oh by the way Kathleen Turner's on it and he goes he t- hour long show I was 15 minutes into it before I went oh my god I, I was like Keith said that, so said that <laughs> Kathleen Turner was in this but I uh, I, when, so, it's almost over. When's it gonna? When's it gonna? And then it clicked. I'm like, oh my god! You burst my bubble, man. <laughs> so I, I, I was never a fan of the show Friends, 
but there was a like probably a whole season there where they they had talked in the past about Chandler and his dad who had decided to become a woman. Yeah, and. They finally introduced Chandler's dad. And <laughs> Deadly Turner. It was. That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> that's, that's the big tell. <laughs> no shaving of the hand of apple required. <laughs> wow. I forgot what we were talking about already. Wow. That thing took a serious left turn. Hey, it's how we roll, brother. <laughs> But, you know, we took a week off. Um, yeah, yeah. And during that week off, I saw a post on Facebook, which is the greatest post I've ever seen. Something along the lines of, does anybody out there know of any <laughs> kickball teams? Blah, 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 blah. We're not that great, but we're really tall, and we like to drink beer. <laughs> I think it was, we lack in coordination, we make up in beer. Exactly. I, I did that mostly for Ashley, because I consider myself more coordinated than the average person. You are. You're, you're, you're a coordinated individual. That's right. But, you know, I like to take our kids to I'm like, really tall? They're not really tall. They're fucking giants. <laughs> I, 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 My I wife is a giant. I... I Dude, am, at I your wedding, at of... your wedding, Peter fits in real well. I felt like the revolve, reverse of Gulliver. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I should be tying you guys down. <laughs> You're one of the oh man, and I, and I don't consider myself, you know, tiny. But oh my gosh, I I felt I felt inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we are looking to do some kickball because that's fun. I, I, I watch them play at the park there sometimes. And that that park is the one where we want to play because mm-hmm. if you play in the city league, if you play in El Dorado, it's a no drinking league. Negative. Yeah. Right. I play no sports where I can't drink. Teetotaler. I mean, I, teetotaler I, I played in the city softball leagues, and you know, I had to be sneaky about drinking. And one time I got. How do you play softball without drinking? Seriously. Yeah. I mean. Sure. It's called Beer League. Yeah. Um, Let me talk to freaking Art, yeah, Artie Lang about that. Send a message to people. <laughs> Especially because the one time I actually got caught with alcohol at a softball game, the the league rep broad walked into the men's bathroom. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm in there chugging a beer in the men's room. She violated the... And she walks in there, aha, I knew it. And I was like... What? You knew that you were in the wrong bathroom? Because the ladies' room is on the other side of this brick building here. Now, take your Pendleton and all your keys and your comfortable shoes to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) She violated the rules of decorum. It was amazing. And she was super super stoked about it. Like, oh, I gotcha. It's like, no, no, you didn't. We've talked about people like that, right? This is the only place they got any freaking clout, right? Like, if you want to take this to anywhere, then I'm pretty sure that this uh, falls under a violation of my Fourth Amendment rights. You're not supposed to be able to walk into a room yeah. where I hang brain. Hey, that's a unreasonable search and seizure yeah. going on there, man. Um, yeah, but kickball sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it looks like a lot of fun. I played one game because Jaybro was on a team and they were short players one day. So they I mean, were short players or short of players? Short of players. Because <laughs> <laughs> J-Bro's my, my, my category. And, uh, <laughs> me and Boobs, so Boobs brought the short, and I brought the non-short. <laughs> we went and filled in for a couple of their missing people that day. And 
between the three of us, we single-handedly and, you know, footedly won the game. It was like, oh, double, triple, home run. We're making catches and double plays. Every every whatever season that is, I drive by there and go, oh, I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the next thing that uh, we're going to I've played since junior games. high school, though. That's what we called it back in my day. Oh, yeah. Middle school, you youngins. Well, I mean, I went to a K-8, so. Uh, but you still, oh, ninth through right to high school, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I'm there. I'm there. There was no junior high or middle school or anything. It was just Jesus. My most recent graduate went to a K-8 with Jesus, too. Yes. I know it's radio, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> You don't have the privilege of watching. <laughs> um, yeah, there the, was a busy week or two of sports. Though, yes, indeed. I mean, we had the NBA Finals. We had the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, uh, today, actually, the College World Series wrapped up. And we what, Virgin- Virginia, was it? Yes. And we'll talk. Well, actually, let's just jump right into it right now because this is the most fun of all of them for me. Because this year, the College World Series was a rematch of last year's College World Series between Vanderbilt and Virginia. And last year, College World Series time, uh, Jabro, my old roommate slash my you know, wedding minister, had just moved up to Northern California, and he sent me a text message and said, "Hey, let's let's wager on the College World Series. I'll take Virginia, you take Vanderbilt." And I said, "Okay." So we had a five dollar bet on that, and then on Sunday or so, we found out that the finals of this year's College World Series was going to be a rematch. It was Vanderbilt versus Virginia again, and so. We set up a double or nothing. <laughs> Which means nobody paid from the year before. No, no, he, he actually did pay me $5. Oh, uh, okay. I, you know, I, it was more fun to say double or nothing than I'll take the same thing again and you take the same thing again. It's like saying, let's make it a true daily double. And this was also, a, it was a way for me to get his new mailing address, assuming he ever has one, because you know, I, I kind of get the figure, the feeling that he's uh, entering another nomadic phase. So, Nothing um, wrong with that, man. That's right yeah, in my freaking alley. Like, Find me a P.O. box or something. So <laughs> send you $5. Either that or like, a let, postal me, drop. Let, me, let me pay for your uh, Netflix next month, you know. That'll, that'll about cover it. <laughs> but uh, the College World Series, it was a rematch. Last year, Vanderbilt took it. This year, uh, Vanderbilt won game one, and then uh, Virginia won the second game yesterday. And then today, uh, Virginia took it for the championship to avenge their loss last year to another Southern team. With the V, and it was the Commodores and the Cavaliers. So, all of those, all of those <laughs> super South will rise again people were probably just. I mean, I can't even fathom. As, aside from the fact that they were playing in a, a decidedly northern sport, they were probably still really frothing, like foaming at the mouth. Yeah, uh, especially now with this whole controversy about the Confederate flag, it seems like you know we're going to ban the shit out of that symbol. That's well, what about the General Lee, man? Come on. I, I'm a Dukes of Hazzard guy. Right? Yeah, well, just Cooter! Cooter was on the news today. <laughs> They're just making their way the only way they know how. <laughs> I, I don't see how... Yes, it's a symbol that has represented many offensive things in the past. And in the present. But 
but I, I can give a shit less. You, you can if you can still buy things on Amazon and eBay, etc., that have a fucking swastika on them, which you can, by the way, that is not banned. Did yours arrive yet? Yeah, you get you it. You know what? All of my swastika stuff, I made it myself. So you know, I, I learned how to do it on Pinterest. <laughs> And it never comes out right, but, you know, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> That's so, funny. Dude, this, why would you let me pro- pro- promote your fucking art, dude? This, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, let's put a pin in that one. Let's put a pin in it, because I feel like there's an underlying story. No, like no? Two, two months ago, I just I closed everything down. It's all done. I closed uh Are you no longer Instagram. a professional artist? Uh, no, your Instagram. I, I, I like. Are you just more word? I liked something your Instagram just like two days ago. Not mine. Mine's gone. I closed my Facebook account too. Again, well, good luck with that because when you close a Facebook account, it just keeps popping back up. Well, that's what happened. You've learned this. Was it uh, that my other half uh, signed in because yeah. that's what she does, and uh, the moment she signed in, it. I told you, I, I was on it just two days ago. Seriously, I've raced Still it. there, dude. It's off my phone, man. It's gone. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, he just deleted it from his phone. <laughs> it goes down. No, I, I, no, 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 no. I washed my hands of it. I, I deleted it. There's a delete button. I hit the delete button and got rid of the thing. But, you uh, so know, I, I, keep I, I, it there. I was on it just the other day, as like I said. Yeah, but when's the last thing? What's the last thing you posted? Yeah, when was the last oh, Five weeks ago, but it's still there. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I got rid of it. I, have you stopped making prints? I'm still making prints. Then put your shit back up. Uh, no, I got Peter, rid of, I Mike, get rid of everything. Okay, if you you gotta check, you gotta check out Peter's art. In uh, you know, if you send an email to swoopsworld at gmail dot com, <laughs> I will show you his uh, his lino prints, and we'll send you a link out. So you can check that out. And his Instagram's still there, at Peter Michael Art on Instagram at Peter Michael Art, and you could see some of his prints. <laughs> you can. It's there. <laughs> I believe you, but I did. Just like I did with my Facebook, all in the same day, I got rid of it all. Uh, but I think what happened was that my wife uses my Facebook, and when she signed into my Facebook, it reactivated my Instagram. Because they're right down by the same company. And uh, that's I know, I know, I know. I tried to make a clean break, man. I tried to get all, but it didn't happen. Couldn't happen. Never, never works out quite that way. I know, I tried, man. It was like two months ago. <laughs> uh, let me follow the breadcrumbs back <laughs> to where this one started. You know, the college baseball season. It's Is that called block print? What you do? Block print, lino cuts. Lino cuts. Lino cuts is more accurate. Block print is traditionally uh, wood. refers yes. to wood. Yeah. But today, they're, they're almost synonymous. Almost. Lino cuts more accurate. And the main, I mean, skill-wise, is there much of a difference? Uh, there's, a, there's a difference is because the te- technique is different. More um, like razor knife than chisel? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like when you cut the wood, you, you have to k- take into account uh, grain, uh-huh. which with a line of it's just linoleum, you don't have to do that, right? Uh, so you, the, the, the general, you use different tools, essentially, uh, because you have to. Not because it's a choice. You have to. Uh, and so with the wood, it's more like cutting. The lino cut, it's more like um, you're still cutting. 
but it's a different kind of cutting. You're like you're different between cutting wood and cutting linoleum, and it's a subtle difference, but it does it show up in the production of the art in the in the end. Um, both can be equally beautiful, but there there's a subtle difference in technique. <laughs> what are you doing now? Carry on, bro. He's just showing you your uh, your Instagram. Yeah, I, think. I know. I know. <laughs> is, that, is that what just that's happened? My, that's my Facebook. Uh, that's good stuff. That's a good. That's a good. So we talked a bit about the NBA Finals already, and uh, you know, for all the excuses that ESPN and you know the self-proclaimed greatest player in the world will make, the better team won, and Golden State. Uh, they, they win it in six, and I think they won two of those games handily. The first two games went overtime, which were yeah. exciting, but the better team did win that series, and uh, injury excuses will be made, and they are valid because two very good players were down on Cleveland's side. Um, and I, I, I hate to see any player suffer the kind of injury like Kyrie Irving suffered. He, Ooh, his, that was horrible. His knee just... Said, go fuck yourself. Happened um, to guy on America's Got Talent the other day, too. Oh, <laughs> I must have missed that episode. <laughs> Not keeping up like I used to. You got to get back. You got to keep up, man. I, I, I watched one episode this entire season, which was last night. I'm still like three years behind on Sons of Anarchy and two, oh, you two years catch behind up, on uh, gotta, Walking Dead. No, so. no, Sons of Anarchy is a priority, man. I'm working on it. Jack's teller, man. He's. <laughs> Uh, actually, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm three seasons behind anymore because I just saw him bang Elizabeth's shoe today. So it's like, good job, good job, Jack Seller. Yeah, exactly. That's Even if she is a what was she, what was she? What did she used to be on? She used, uh, was it? Uh, she was, she was on, on like, one of those crimey shows. No, no, way back when, back back in the day. She was on a bunch of stuff back. She in wasn't the, on like uh, late eighties, early nineties. She wasn't on like Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero or one, she was on, like that she kind was of more era. A movie actor back in the yeah. day, right? Yeah. Um, but she was on something way back when. A but TV she show. still looks smoking hot Even as Las of like Vegas, two or three years ago. Uh, she was hot. Yeah, uh, the Saint, the remake of that, the Babysitter. What's that? The Babysitter movie. Something Babysitter. I, the only one I can think of is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. That's that was Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah, that was definitely Christina Applegate. Wasn't it? That's a great something movie. Something like that. Great so movie, she's though. in something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I always thought of her more as a movie actress than a TV actress. Oh, thank you. Uh, Back to the Future Part 2 and 3. That's oh. right. That's right. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that's right. She's the girlfriend. Funny, funny film yeah. because they made them at the same exact time. So yeah. you like, just, just shoot it all in one Shoot it all in one time and just blow it up. And then just yeah, Smart, yeah. stretch it out over two releases. I didn't know she was on Kirby Enthusiasm for two episodes. Oh, okay. She's been in at least uh, a few episodes of... That's what she was on CSI forever. Yeah. Yeah. The one with... Once Ted Danson came on, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. She, it was at one, yeah. after he came in. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Which yeah. is when I stopped watching. That was good. That was, it was no, actually, I'm sure it was. was but, good. I mean, but it wasn't as good as when, uh, what was the yeah, guy's? The, uh, the other dude. Grissom. Yeah, the, yeah Grissom. Grissom. <laughs> Grissom was, Grissom was Ted good. Ted Danson is always going to be Sam Malone. He's Sam Malone. Exactly. You see him with white hair, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Sam Malone like, washed up on. baseball pitcher, yeah. man. Yeah, he exactly. should be pouring beer and drinking coffee, <laughs> not cracking bad jokes right before they cut <laughs> to another scene. Okay, well, coach. <laughs> <laughs> The, He's uh, still smoking hot, though, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. serious. I mean, wow. 
Just whoa, wow. Yes. I love her. <laughs> Good job, Elizabeth Shue. I digre- we, digre- we digress yeah. from sports. Let's just talk about her for a while. I'm totally cool with that. Honestly, I really am. Hey, hey, our women have been kicking some serious ass in the World Cup. Man. They look good out there. It depends on who you talk to, though, because the soccer snobs out there will say that they're underachieving. And, they're kicking ass, you know, man. They're, they don't, they look, they're just they've, getting they've by. They've won every game. They taught, uh, except Sons won, which was a draw. And uh, they look good. I don't care what anybody says. And, and I've watched a lot of soccer since. Well, but now they're going to play China in the quarters down two of their starters because of yellow cards. Yeah, r- 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 I can remember, I never pronounced her name. Rapone? Rapone? I don't know. R-I-P-O-N-A-L-A. She got two yellow cards, so she's out the next <coughs> game. Who else is out the next game? Uh, another broad. I don't know. I, I tell you, which she's good. She's super good, and uh, they're all good, man. They 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 got the talent, and they you know they were in the they were in the the, the the what do you call it the group of death, and they just breezed through that freaking thing, and so they're they're good, man. They're they're great. Props, yeah. props to our women in the World Cup. Yeah, good job, ladies. Uh, I'm not a Thank fan you, of Canada. Not a fan of um, you know the people that made excuses about them not scoring enough goals because they were playing on artificial turf. Because I you don't need to score enough goals; you just need to win. I, and and this is a conversation I have with America's youth on the daily, which is that both teams are playing on the same goddamn surface, <laughs> whether it's hardwood or asphalt or grass exactly. or turf. Exactly. Both teams are playing on it. Wait, wait, wait. So, both teams are playing with the same underinflated balls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a little different. Well, you bring out your own, but the interceptions and the all that kind of shit, you know, punts, all that kind of crap. Well, punts and kickoffs are a whole different ball game. Yeah, those are, over, Indiana, those yeah. are overinflated. <laughs> well, not as much as they used to be. <laughs> they're at the top of the acceptable they, range. The, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not like back in the day where you could take the ball and fill it. You know, it looks like, a, looks like a rugby ball. Yeah. It's like a Run rugby. it over with your car a few hundred times. You know, get it nice and egg-shaped. Yeah. But <laughs> the excuses about oh, this, the playing surface. You know what? Even back when, like a few years ago, when the U.S. and Costa Rica, I think, played in Denver and it fucking snowed during the men's game. Yeah, that's right. That's snowed, right. and the Costa Rican Federation was bitching and moaning about it. It's like, you know, the U.S. team had to play in the snow, too. I mean, I... The, it doesn't rain in At least they put a yellow ball out there. It just rains. We're a rainforest. We're not a snow forest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think all those excuses are just well. They blow. They're, oh yeah, because the U.S. Had, had in that instance, the U.S. had to play in Costa Rica, where were they accustomed to playing in ninety eight percent humidity? humidity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No. exactly. exactly. So that's that's the whole point uh, of field, home field yeah. advantage. You, you know? go play somewhere and and, and graft in the FIFA. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? The thing is, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. in FIFA, in FIFA, you know. You always get two games. Yeah. One at home and one away. I mean, like, in baseball and football and, uh, like, here in America, like, you don't necessarily get to play two games and, and, like, and have them count for equal points, right? One here and one there. Like, you're just, you're, like... Because American sports generally detest the idea of a tie, which is, you know, right. part of the fabric well, of you, soccer. You start looking at you start looking at stuff like, like the NBA championships where you get... The first couple games at home, next couple games away. Then it's back and forth, man. And it, that's a, those are you know you win, you play a game, you fly, you play. You know, it's it's, it's kind of brutal too. The two two one 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 is where it's at. Yeah, 
Two three two. I I understand the economic factors in place. But the, yeah, but the, yeah. You know, that's a lot of flights if you're talking about like you know Miami, billionaires, LA or something. billionaires, mm-hmm. private jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not a, 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 a composer, you, you you probably got you pretty safe flying back and forth. And May he rest in peace. He made some good. News. All these guys who fly themselves around, Bob Denver. Harrison, Harrison Ford, Kennedy Jr. You know, hire somebody. I mean, and how'd not, that not, work out for uh, <laughs> the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly and Richard? And uh, who's the golfer? Who's the, who's the golfer too? The, the uh, uh, Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart, yeah. <laughs> hire somebody in a bigger plane. <laughs> just fly. Hire someone just who's commercial. not going to fly. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. When it's man. foggy and raining and all that crap. Who's the one? Who, who's the one uh, that? Uh, Opted out of that flight. Was it Waylon Jennings? The big bopper? And, uh, I, think it was, I think it was Waylon it Jennings. Been. Yeah, it it was, was some... No. It wasn't Waylon. It was earlier than... Yeah, it's way earlier Because it was at least Jennings. 10 years before he was... It was one of the country guys, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it one, of the, uh, one of those guys who was in between. Uh, he, gave up, he gave up his seat because somebody offered him, like, look, I'll pay a... a, a I'll pay you money. It was enough money for him. And we to should say, know this because we've had big have, offers. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's show. that's how I that's how I know that Damn somebody it. offered. Um, and so he did it. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Waylon Jennings, man. Oh, I, 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 come on, I'm, I know what I'm talking it. about. Date of music died. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Oh, I'm driving to the <laughs> levee, but the he levee was, too, was he's not old enough either. So. But his, his old man was. Right? He's the older one. Oh, Willie was Ar- older. One? Arlo was. Arlo, the Arlo, yeah, Arlo. Arlo was. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he could have been old enough, but it doesn't matter because you were right. God damn it! I hate it when you're right. Right again. <laughs> it's like twice, right? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> y'all ought to get on your knees and kiss my ass. <laughs> Where are you at, Butter? Um, the Blackhawks. Ugh. That's all. Though. I mean, it wouldn't have been any better. That's all. It wouldn't Blackhawks. have been any better if Tampa Bay won a hockey championship. So. At least Blackhawks is like a real yeah. hockey team. So I, I mean, yeah. I'm not a fan, but I, I, and look, look, six out of the last five. Six out of the last five seasons have been won by two different teams, the Blackhawks and the Kings. What's going on with hockey, man? It's getting to be like uh, some of these other sports. We need, some well, little, we need some diversity in there. The West owns it. I mean, you got the Kings and the Blackhawks, and, you know, I think Boston's the only team from the East that's won it recently. Kings are, Kings are, Kings are having problems with it. They got guys getting arrested. Uh, well, getting, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. They got and, guys beating you know, their wives. And, 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 and when you marry a porn star. <laughs> the lines get blurry real quick. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. By the way, uh, the entire series of Seinfeld is now available on Hulu Plus for those of you who have I own it already. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Now don't you're have, getting all willy-nilly on Hulu Plus? DVDs. Oh, what kind of crap is that? <laughs> and it comes on KDLC every night from 11 to 12. Yeah, Tuesday but you get the... randoms then, you know. It's fun <laughs> to watch it sequentially occasionally. <laughs> Not that they have anything to do with the previous episode. <laughs> That's the best part about that show. Though. There's no long It's a show about plot. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even tell that three things that happened 
in your memory were from the same episode. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else to talk about sports-wise, boys. It was, you know, an eventful week, but easily summed up. So nice. Let's get you. Uh, Let me give you the official. You gave me the official, the official uh, shaka. There you have it. Another edition of T-Bones Timeout. We'll take our last break, come back and wrap things up. You're listening to the Swoops World on the Talk Star Radio Network. And this one here is Electric Tirade, Addictive Sin. children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. 
I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and Ameriblues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. I'm in almost every school bus in classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood, and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please. Visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. Casey Regan. We're from Music You Can See and Ameriblues.com and Kelly's Live. We are swooping it at Swoops World. Got word this morning. I'm headed off to war. And welcome back to Swoops World on Talk Star Radio Network. Next week on our show, the Moss Brothers will be calling in. Uh, they were supposed to be here a few weeks back, but they had to reschedule, do some uh, some issues that they had to take care of. But uh, we're happy and looking forward to having them on and uh, talking with them and chatting with them. Should be some good times. They got some good music, and uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with them. I'm not sure where they're actually located, but I think it's somewhere in the Midwest. So have a chance to chat with them. And we did the Audible, we did the DraftKings, we did the. Tried to do Peter's art. Your books are still at uh, REI, dude. I saw I saw a couple there the other night. Nails been pulped. And <laughs> come on, I'm a little half full. All right, oh, you know me, yeah, man. It's still uh, available, man. It's still available for our people to get out there and get it, and it's still on Amazon. So, uh, hey, come on, man. Hey, come on. <laughs> killing me here. You're published, killing me. You're a published author. Uh, you I are. Am. You're I damn am. straight. Damn Skippy. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh God, T Bone. Any uh, last mm. great words of wisdom? Because we know <laughs> so don't well, eat yellow snow over here. You know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with an old standby. <laughs> Stars on. and bars forever, or what? What are you, what are you going? What's, a, what's old. an old standby? I, I was just gonna say wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far back you were going with that. <laughs> old, like, 
soldier thing. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Uh, I had something, and then I, I got distracted with the condom just thing. Just go with the Jimmy cap. <laughs> <laughs> no diggity, you got to bag it up. <laughs> hey, words of advice: if your if your kid's a third year red shirt, stay the fuck stay away. <laughs> chill out, man. Chill, chill just chill. Just chill. <laughs> Send him money. Let it go. Maybe an email. <laughs> Support him, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank uh, Kara Poutis for joining us tonight from Kiwi Wines and Spirits. And all of you who listen to us on com, as well as uh, all the apps that you can listen to us, TalkStream Live, World app, and all the other ways to listen to it. We thank you so much. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. Good night. Hey. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.